Welcome, Kingslayers. Today is October 21st, 2022. My name's Dan Finity, and welcome to Destiny Digest. Right off the rip, I just want to say thank you for nearly 200 subscribers to the podcast. I'm glad you guys are enjoying the show, and uh, what a show we have in store for you today. Uh, but before we go too deep, I would like to say thank you to Asefa for helping to segment produce and to be a sounding board for each episode, and special thanks to Andrew Gomez for creating the awesome theme for the show. Uh, be sure to check out his musical adventures on Twitter and Instagram, and and go follow Sarah too. She's wonderful. Um, I really couldn't make this show without the contributions of both of those amazing humans. Um, today, we have a Jersey. panel discussion about PvE on the docket featuring CWG, Sarah Janae, a.k.a. Vertigo Vixen, Epic Dan, and Bonafide Hero talking about our experiences as Sherpas, where they see the current state of PvE in Season of Plunder, and the systems we have in place, and what we would like to see in the future. If you feel so compelled... And you're enjoying the show and you want other people to hear it, please drop a rating or review on your podcast platform of choice. Anything you say helps us in the algorithm to get this in front of more folks like you who have a passion for Destiny 2. And hey, thanks for being you. Anyways, enough housekeeping. Let's get to the news. On Tuesday, Hotfix 6.2.5 went out across the servers, bringing with it the weapon changes and adjustments we saw Mercules talk about in last week's TWAB, as well as a plethora of other changes for ruffian spawn rates and expeditions, up by 7%, and fixes for stabilization of mechanics and duality and known issues in the King's Fall raid. Gear Falcon's Halberk also made its glorious return. Uh, just to brag a little bit, I ended up having it drop on my first completion of the 1600 Lost Sector Tuesday. Just a just a little humble brag there. Uh, for a full list of the changes from 6.2.5, check the notes for the show. Tuesday also brought with it the return of the Festival of the Lost. Ava is back in the tower trading candy for wares. This seasonal activity is L-I-T-E light. Uh, I felt that way about most of the seasonal activities in the past. The loop is kind of like last year's, if not the same entirely. You get spectral pages by playing activities with a mask on. You go to the haunted lost sectors in the node branching from the tower to turn those into manifested pages. You then return to Ava to deposit those pages in the book for lore and exchange candy for weapons and gear. This iteration seems to be buggier than some of the other event drops with some pages disappearing and activities not counting. Compounding some negative sentiment in some players' minds is an event pass that seems to loom larger with each passing event, leading to some disgruntled articles and tweets from members of the community. Now, this could just be my take, but disclaimer. Uh, I'm all for supporting development, and I don't want to tell you how to spend your money. Um, for my dollar, the event passes don't offer anything I would personally want, and I engage with the seasonal events very lightly. I skipped out almost entirely on last year's festival, but I found myself grinding out pages as something passive to do while I farm red borders and other activities. You don't have to spend money to enjoy the events. If you have Bright Dust, you can purchase the latest mech armor ornaments with it. Uh, this is a Team Monster House, by the way. And the new sniper, the Macabre, the Macabre, the Macabre, Macabre, Macabre. I know it's a, I know it's a, a riff on Macabre, but any, anyways. 
it drops with this pretty spicy initial roll from the quest that was fixed on Wednesday. The event may be worth just touching base with it for that, if for nothing else. One thing that I'm really enjoying about that sniper is the little anime sound effect that happens when you fire it. It's pretty neat. I'm pretty enamored with it. Wrapping up the news, we saw a smaller TWAB than we've had in recent weeks. It covered the basics of the Festival of Lost while also positing a fun challenge to the creative folks of the community. For the duration of Festival of the Lost, Bungie will be giving away prizes and a sweet new emblem, the Hallowed Coronation, for artists, editors, pumpkin carvers, and fashionistas daring enough to participate. The full rules for entry are in this past Thursday's swab, also in the show notes. In Season 19, we will be seeing some chase weapons rotate out of the special playlist activities. Those weapons are specifically from the Iron Banner, Forges, Pledge, Pulse Rifle, the Riz Walker Shotgun, from Trials of Osiris, we see the Aisha's Embrace Scout Rifle and very popular Reed's Regret Linear Fusion Rifle uh, leaving that playlist. From the Nightfall rotations, we see the Duty Bound Auto Rifle and the Silicon Neroma Sniper Rifle moving out of those playlists. Be sure to get out there, Guardian, and snag those roles that you've been looking for from those activities for the duration of Season 18. I know for sure the Reed's Regret is going to be very popular, so maybe we'll see an uptick in some Trials numbers. Before we get into the panel, I know you guys are all waiting for it. We have a huge shout out for former guests and lore aficionado Psalm Lab on being last week's community focus. Real proud of you, man. It's always awesome to see good people prosper and you deserve it. Now for the State of PVE panel with Epic Dan, Sarah Janae, Bonafide Hero, and CWG. Glad to have you all here. I we did a couple weeks back I I did a PvP panel with several folks uh uh two hardcore Lego La Flash and and uh and ill physics and we talked about the state of PvP at that time some things have changed since then but I think the general sentiment has has stayed the same and and so I've invited a crack team of PvE sherpas here in CWG, Epic Dan, uh, Vertigo Vixen, and Bonafide Hero uh, to like come and speak uh, about their experiences in the season, to speak about um, what they think the state of PvE is currently in the game of Destiny 2. Um, but first, why don't we uh, why don't we get everybody to introduce themselves in case people don't make it to the end of the episode? At least they can find you on the internet. Uh, let's start, let's start with you, CWG. Oh, what up? I'm CWG, and I've been a PVE Sherpa for like four years now. Is when I started streaming, and that's when I started Sherping. And yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm mostly just like doing raids. I live in raids. I don't really touch the GMs and stuff like that too much anymore. But yeah, mm-hmm. just raid Sherpa. I hi (laughs) well welcome in epic dan what about you uh i am epic dan uh i'm trying to think how long i've i've pretty much been playing destiny since its original inception in 2014 Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i've been playing pretty much ever since and i've been i guess doing the whole raid helps pv helps thing since taking king and I'm pretty much Epic Dan everywhere. <laughs> Look up Epic Dan, you'll find me. Heck yeah, you'll find him. Yep. Uh, Vertigo Vixen. 
Hello. So I'm the Vertigo Vixen or Sarah Janae. I know a lot of people uh, say that a lot of different ways, but it's Janae. So if you okay. try to look for me on Twitter, you could you can try that or you can just type in the Vertigo Vixen. And um, I guess I've been, oh, I don't even know how long I've been doing <laughs> raid helps before I knew what I was doing, I guess. And in D1, I didn't even know there was a, a word for that. <laughs> so, but yeah, I started about the Taken King in D1 and... And D2, uh, we just started reaching out and seeing who who needed a fire team and raids, GMs. I can't really help in PvP, but anything else, I gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. So I'm kind of the same way in PvP, yeah. at least. No PvP. Uh, <laughs> Bana. Hello. Sir. Uh, this is your second time on the show. Yeah, it is, isn't so it? So welcome yeah. back. Uh, nice to be back, yeah. man. Um Yes, yeah, so I'm Bonafide Hero. Um, it's this is exactly the way it's spelled, but uh, it's an I in Hero instead of an E. So, mm. yeah. um, doing what we sort of refer to as Sherpas, uh, guides, uh, whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I don't <laughs> even know if there's a sort of time sort of on it. It's just, you know, you jump in, help people out on LFG. You'd, mm-hmm. you know, there were days where you were just bored and you'd, you'd see people post up saying they're having issues with the thing, whether it be a raid or just a, a nightfall, whatever, whether that be, I don't know if it was D1 or D2, but um, yeah, just ages, just guiding people through activities. Um, I would consider myself more of a grandmaster sort of guide, just grabbing people every single day that sort of want to get there. Mm-hmm weapons or their uh seals done uh whether it be gilded or first time seal um and yeah um i also dabble whenever the new raids or dungeons come out um yeah take people through for the first two weeks i can never catch up the c double g but i always uh i always set him as a, <laughs> as a as a target to try and chase but there's never only catching up to that man so uh yeah is a yeah just fun any sort of pve um content end game content i'll try and help people peeps out with so heck yeah so um one of the questions so i always find this interesting there's um a lot of people play the game a lot of people play um for for loot a lot of people play um to to just have something to do (laughs) or for the gun feel and things like that um, I, I find that the Sherpa's role is, is interesting because it's kind of, it's kind of like a selfless act as well. What, what got everybody involved, not only in Destiny 2, but in like the Sherpa side of things was, was there like a, a moment where you're like, I'm going to help people and, and dive in or was, is there a little bit more to your story? Okay. So like my, my story is probably going to be a lot different than everybody else's story because I I never had any intention of helping anybody. Uh, I was a toxic LFG, know what to do, or I'm going to kick you out. If you die more than twice and make a swipe, I'm kicking you out. Like, I wanted to get my stuff done. I wanted to get my loot. This was in D1. And um, it just was so frustrating. And it went on into D2 in Leviathan, even Leviathan. But, like, one thing happened to me with Prestige Leviathan that made me, like, stop and think. And... We did Prestige Leviathan the first day, and 
then we wanted to do a second run and we got people from LFG and some dude was like really upset that we were getting mad at him because again I'm still toxic at this point and he was like bro it's been out for six hours I just got off of work and I just really wanted to do this I don't know why everybody's yelling at me and getting mad at me and I'm just like damn this has just been out for six hours. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, why am I jumping down this dude's throat like this or whatever? So I took a big yeah. break from Destiny after that point and then come back to Forsaken. And I was just thinking when I wanted to come back to Forsaken and I wanted to go get started streaming, I was like, what can I do on stream? Especially if he was not going to watch me if I'm getting mad at everybody. So I'm like, maybe if I help people, all the people I'm getting mad at, I can actually help them get better at the game and... It also gives me content and I'm helping people at the same time. And I get to have people that I can play with all the time because it doesn't matter if you're good or bad. I'm going to teach you anyway. So, like, that's how I got into the whole Sherpa thing because I'm like, I always say this all the time in my streams. Like, I'm a reformed toxic LFG because <laughs> that's where I came from. I used to be that guy. So that's why I also could understand where people come from dealing with LFG because mm-hmm. I was that guy. So I get it. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's my origin story from villain to hero, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> a whole arc. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. still forming, bro, slowly and slowly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Sarah, what about you? Well, I think um in D1, we we had one of um somebody just like a mutual, mutual friend, like a friend of a friend, and he had lost oxygen to his brain as a baby. And so he had a lot of like obstacles. And Mm -hmm. just, I mean, we, we always played with them and we would have to like adjust, you know, certain things, you know, how it is like, he had some hand eye coordination kind of issues and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. it would be like, you would have to look at something a little bit different. Mm -hmm. And just kind of adjust you know around him to make it you know to to just kind of like help him out and make sure he could he could get through it and still be a part of that and I never even like I guess thought about it but somebody was like oh that's so nice that you give back and I was like oh I guess you know (laughs) we're just yeah yeah we're just playing and that's how it is like how you had said like the you know you you're like increasing your player pool. Like if you're teaching other people, like you can always like have people available, like that can raid with you and stuff like that, especially like back in the day. But I mean, I did have rough times and stuff like that and crying and raids and everything. And it was like, mm. but oh, man, yeah, <laughs> I had like some bad times and, and Kings fall, bad internet, bad, you just mm-hmm. people on LFG as toxic as can be. And it's like, Oh, you know just scared of everything so i did meet a couple of cool people that were like well you're kind of like they would give you good not really even criticism they would just see what you were doing and say okay well this me and so Mm. it was like i just met some really cool people and wanted to kind of be that for somebody else too if they needed that you know so yeah try to put a little bit of good out there yeah that's awesome yeah. Dan, what about you? I'm trying to remember. Uh, <laughs> I think I had friends. I think part of it was just streaming Destiny at the time. I, I mm-hmm. would be streaming Destiny uh, 1 and would just be playing just with friends, just, you know, doing King's Hall. And I'd have someone come in and chat and be like, hey, can I join? Mm-hmm. And then 
they'd be like, I don't really know what I'm doing, but I'm like, yeah, we can, we can show you. Yeah. And I think it kind of just steamrolled from there. You have someone just on the one side, you're just looking to fill a spot. And since you're, at least for me, since you were streaming at the time, you had people coming in that were looking to do a raid. You know, maybe they didn't mm-hmm. have the best luck on LG. And <clears throat> a lot of times that's kind of how it started for me until it just became just, hey, I like doing raids. Um, the people that I'm playing with together, we can not so much carry someone, but we at least know the raids well enough to where if someone's not the most comfortable in the raid, we can still help them get a, com- a completion of the raid in a mm-hmm. somewhat manageable time while allowing them to have, you know, the experience of doing raids. Because especially way back in the in the day, there was not the whole Discord LFG thing. There was literally uh, 100 IO. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, and then <laughs> then DestinyLFG.net, and both of mm-hmm. those were at least 100 IO you could at least schedule, but 100 yeah. uh, IO didn't allow you to just on the fly find a group most of the mm-hmm. time. And DestinyLFG.net was just luck of the draw way back then. So I remember a lot of people just stopping by and be like, "Can I join the next round? Mm-hmm. Can I join?" Oh, we had someone leave. Can is anyone in chat willing to join? I haven't done it before. Well, you know, we can take care of that. Easy. So that's gotcha. kind of how it started, you know, just having people needing to find someone to play with, which mm-hmm. back in back in the day was way more difficult than it, than it is now. So mm-hmm. just as I guess as time went on, uh, especially as people stopped playing Destiny, player groups needed to find new people to play with. And that's just, I think... For the most part, that's how I got into it. It's just since I still like playing Destiny, just wanted to help other people play Destiny too. Heck yeah, red red. What about you, Bonner? It's uh yeah, kind of a mix of everyone's sort of stories. Um, it's really cool to hear. Um, I guess mine was like LFG too? sort of it's, <laughs> nah, yeah. It's like a Sherpa. This, <laughs> you were the guy I avoided. It's like a Sherpa support group right now. <laughs> I thought I saw a recognized C double G. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Uh, I think I remember this. I'm from LFG. Oh yeah. Um, we've all obviously had our uh, sort of experiences with LFG, and you know, I Mm -hmm. sort of jump. So I remember the days of Xbox LFG, um, and and everything like that. It was more, I guess, starting off community based and you know i have been from community community over the years man from game to game and just you know you got you got a big pool of people you know varying different skill sets varying different times and commitments to the game and elsewhere and you know some people you really you really like and you they don't have so much time so you uh you appreciate their time and the time they get on to come and play and hang out, you would use that time to sort of play with them and show them through activities. And, you know, if someone's like, yeah, yeah, I just got in from work and I, you know, I, I want to give this go, but I don't have that much time. So, you know, mm. you'd be, okay, let's do this encounter for this hour on Tuesday night. We'll hit the next encounter on the Wednesday night. We'll, you know, hopefully get it done by the whole thing by Saturday. I, I remember many cases like that I mean, with friends in 
the in the in in our community and and stuff like that. So it wasn't so much starting off just random people for me. It was it was friends of friends and and um and community members um on whatever platform we were on the time, whether it be there was those mm. Facebook pages where you'd have so many different admins and uh, groups and all that all over the place. So yeah, it was more guiding through guiding through people we knew um, sort of to start off with. And then when I started streaming, I didn't start streaming to seek to get anything really out of it, but more of a way to, I didn't have the money to buy any recording sort of, uh, equipment or anything mm-hmm. like that but you know for, for me to be able to clip silly shit that happened whilst i was playing and <laughs> say the amount of times i kill myself or like some weird glitch would kill you so that, that's what that's what i started for and then you know you start streaming and all these people are coming in oh can i play can i play i'm like you want to play with me my mm-hmm. my my dorky mug um <laughs> you're just like what and i remember obviously i'm sure we all remember 2020 with the pandemic but I remember mm-hmm. setting up, being streaming for a couple of months, and Age of Triumphs hits, and what was the other one at the time? There was Age of Triumph, and there was there was another one, and they were vaulting vault of, uh, not vault. They were vaulting uh, all the raids, uh, the Leviathan raids, um, mm-hmm. uh, Crown of Sorrow, and uh, Scourge. Scourge the past favorite. Miss you, buddy. Um, yeah, like yeah, they, so they the did arrivals. that, and it was like if you had twenty plus completions in a raid, you would uh, you'd get fifty percent chance of getting um, the exotic to drop. Dan, I remember you had a mm-hmm. uh, you you would that's one thing that was one of my first memories of Dan was he had the anarchy goal thing of like trying to get like a hundred people uh hundred people so anarchy. <laughs> he has like this anarchy of his goal it's like one of my first memories of dan back in 2020 and uh i remember i, I talked to mr goodbites to build that thing yep. and it was it involved like eight different or it, like it involved like four or five different interconnected things mm-hmm. it was like a rube goldberg yep. machine yep. to just even put that up on exactly the screen right. but it was bonkers yeah. so you had that and you know people were coming in just like random i'm like absolute small fry uh you know like averaging less than 10 and you just get you know whether it be one or two people at a time coming in and like asking to help get their triumphs done and get their seals done for for age of triumphs and stuff you know like, okay well that's mm-hmm. my that was my first taste of you know being kind of like a sought after sort of community guide and you know everyone's working from home at that point or they're not in their jobs and been furloughed um so everyone's on playing the games um so you know it was just so many people trying to do it it's crazy mm-hmm. um and yeah you know you you, you, yeah. you you figure out how to do raffles and queues and all that very quickly when you got so many people mm-hmm. coming and hitting you up so yeah that's uh i guess that's how it all started for me so so what I'm hearing in a lot of cases is it was like it was the need for connection a little bit <laughs> like just having like you expanded your pool you made friends along the way you were teaching people how to basically teaching people how to fish so they knew how to fish themselves <laughs> like yeah. those kind of like stories through all of it I came from the complete blueberry side of things I was the blueberry that didn't have a mic that Aww. like would would message people through the PlayStation messaging that I saw in the tower in D1 
And that worked out for me once. And that was like, I want to be that guy for other people. (laughs) And so like, that was, that was kind of my story. Now we all have, we all have our moments of toxicity. (laughs) (laughs) CWG. I I remember, no, I remember there was a, um, I think it was when Wrath of the Machine dropped. I had, I had got into an LFG with like in the 100.io with just like a random group. And that being, that being a, a very weird situation. Um, but th- that, that's like an interesting, the interesting commonality, like in this game, in like the gaming community as a whole is like the, the seeking for connection and, and trying to find people who, who want to play kind of the same things as you and as well as teach other people, um, what, how how to do activities um i know with lightfall coming up we're getting an lfg system added into the game um what are what are everybody's feelings going into into lightfall knowing that that's on the way um and how do you feel like that will affect the game overall uh i i i'm very excited about this uh if we're talking about sort of toxic and egos and everything like that i'm I, I I want to get up there. I want I want my mm. my score and the the fact that other people will have to, uh, you know, leave leave their experiences on you and sort of rate you sort of after activities. Um, you know, from what we've seen, mm. it, it looks quite well, and you can make up and it's kind of, it's kind of fill in the gaps, um, uh, in between what they're saying and kind of theorize how each little part's going to work, but um. You know, I, I think this is something that both for PvP and P- PvE, um, you know, we, we've needed for a very long time um, to have some sort of social ranking system. Um, and, you know, straight away, you know, it, I, I hope there's no way that you can sort of farm it and it can be sort of uh, right. uh, unbiased cheesed and, and cheesed something. and all that. But I would like it to be very genuine and I, I want to I get my name up there. I want to... You know, I want to go for sort of high, high, high sort of placements when you go to see those sort of leaderboards and everything. Um, mm-hmm. And I, w- I want to see sort of other people that I know, um, you know, uh, do well already. No, I want to see them up there. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, whether that's a bit egotistical of me, but, you know, it's, it's something to sort of strive for. And then when... You know, you you do these you do these guides and these sherpas, and you 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 put it out in your stream and you put it out on as content. People can look at your name and they'll 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 see that it it the card fits. So, you mm. know. So yeah how 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 is that how is that supposed to work? Is it like the new like guided light or guided games thing? Yeah, it's it, it's kind of like that. They're adding they're adding the LFG in. For activities for everybody, they're also adding in a commendation system, yeah. which looks like it is going to be working in tandem with that with that LFG system. So as you get activities done, it'll it'll rank you up in different ways, and people can leave certain commendations on you. Oh. I don't have the i I used to have a list of the ones that I saw for the Lightfall reveal. I can't find them. Right. Like, I didn't prepare (laughs) that in depth for this, but like there's, uh, but I know several of them are for like, Hey, this person was helpful or it was fun to run with them. Things along. So that's only useful if you're using the LFG thing in game, because 
if, if, if that's the thing, I, I hope so. If that's the, I hope so. If it's like that, I probably won't be using it much. Like mm. I'm not, you know, if I'm on stream or helping people, I'm gonna be streaming and I'm gonna be helping my community for the most part. And I won't mm-hmm. be jumping into a LFG like in-game thing to pull people from that when people from my community are f- absolutely going to need yeah, help sure. during Lightfall. Yeah. So like if there's no accommodation system for that, I, I mean, are people gonna think I'm trash at what I do because I have low accommodation? <laughs> like I don't understand. Like in that in that regard, yeah. I'm not too fond of it the way that it is, mm-hmm. if that's how it is. My, um, my understanding I, I was mm-hmm. that it was after any activity you played with someone no matter what activity you play for where you have the uh post um match report and everything it's mm. it's going to be there and you're going to have every individual person there um so whether you sort of make a thing but i don't think you could i think from what i saw again um very quickly from when they showed it was you know you can't just keep playing with someone and keep doing it i think there may be a cooldown on when you can uh do it or maybe you never be able to do it again um so I, I think they they have stuff in place from what I I saw, um, but it's, so you couldn't just farm you it. You can't farm it, and it's it's not just locked to that. I'm sure, like you know, please correct me if I'm wrong. Someone somewhere, but um, from what from what I saw, it was uh, any activity. Mm-hmm. Even even if you made a fire team yourself, yeah. like I, I believe so. so. Yeah. So then it probably mm-hmm. can be farmed because that's just how they farm the the raid report with their sherpas, just mm-hmm. doing checkpoints over mm-hmm. and over and over. Unless you have to do a full activity, we don't know that detail yet. But well, and if it if it locks out your account from being able to rank somebody multiple times with like within like a certain period of time, that could also be a thing too. But it, it's a system that we d- we're not entirely sure. Um, I think that it's really not going to be a system that might be used by people who are known or people who, you know, maybe it is more of a system for the LFG so that you know who to avoid, you know, who on LFG Mm -hmm. is helpful, who isn't going to treat you like garbage, you know, they like, I think it's really going to be helpful for people like that in that Mm -hmm. way. You know, not really necessarily even for myself because I don't, you know, run on. Well, I do LFG a little bit, but maybe more so for mm-hmm. for the people out there coming to streamers and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. It, mm-hmm. it could be a way to sort of funnel people towards this new side of Destiny. Uh, you know, that mm-hmm. there are rewards for making these placements and getting these certain tier of commendations. Um, just reading up on it just now, there's uh, split up into different categories, ally, fun, mastery, and leadership. And then you've got commendations that then, I think they said 13 unique commendations available underneath each one of those. So... Oh, you found the list? Uh, yeah, I can put it in. He found the list. just a quick sort of thing. Um, but... Um, yeah, it's, you know, um, it, it, it it could be a way for them to try and shift the, the focus of, you know, help more people out, uh, through, through this way and we'll sort of reward you, um, is Mm -hmm. way I could see it going. So Dan, what are your thoughts? I am very torn on it mm-hmm. 
Um, I kind of feel very similar to a lot of the other people here. Um, as far as the LG system, as far as the history of Destiny as a whole, the whole outlier for the majority of the community has been this dialogue of I would be more in tune with the end game if there was in game matchmaking. I would be mm-hmm. able to play this more often if there was in game matchmaking. I don't like to only have to go here. I don't like the <clears throat> third party matchmaking system and all this stuff, which I 100% agree with. It should be in the game. The LFG system that's coming to the game is a good addition. However, I do already see multiple flaws with the system, either in its ability to be abused or in its ability to to just not be used at all. Um, Mm. I do feel that if the LFG system fails, the one complaint that the majority of the community has as far as I don't I can't do GMs, I can't do raids, I can't do trials because it doesn't have matchmaking is now gone. And I'm mm. curious what the conversation will be around this stuff because your the 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 majority of the community's one complaint is gone. Mm-hmm. Now that being said, we don't know how the LG system is going to look even though it was announced back in August, it could be drastically different in February. True. Mm-hmm. just like anything else so I do think it's way too early to have an idea of mm-hmm. if it's going to succeed or fail because mm-hmm. they could come back in January and tell us hey we're going to change it dramatically we're going to make it a lot more simple mm-hmm. what we said in August with the the, the Lightfall showcase just didn't work out we found this to be a lot more simpler or mm-hmm. whatever or they could go more in depth I don't know it's it's yeah. It's way too early to tell in developments. Mm-hmm. We all know they announce one thing, they find in testing it doesn't work out, they change it, and then we get a totally different thing. So I do think it's mm-hmm. a bit too early. As far as myself, um, I don't think the system's going to be very useful for someone like myself. Mm-hmm. But that could be also a detriment because, like, uh, like has already been said, if you look at Ray Report, Ray Report is abused dramatically mm-hmm. as far mm-hmm. as CPs, as far as if you look at like the people Sherpa, there are ways to abuse that system. I am 100% certain that there's a very, 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 very high chance this system would be abused. However, the people that are making it are previous Destiny content creators themselves. Like I think T-Rex mm-hmm. is one of the people that helmed this system mm-hmm. so that knowing t-rex himself and knowing he's one of the world's first raider he plays yeah. has played destiny since its inception as well and he plays wow in final fantasy and he knows those systems very well i am for the lack of better terms i am putting a lot of my faith in this system and my understanding and respect for him mm-hmm. you know i think That's t-rex fair. is going to make a very it's very promising. very good system Considering, <coughs> considering who he is, considering he knows a lot of the game because we've all seen him, you know, yeah, play yeah, the yeah. game. You know, we know he is a world first raider. He has the experience and the resume to back it up. That being said, that's probably just like everything else in Destiny is going to be. There's going to be a way people abuse Absolutely. it, or there's mm-hmm. going to be a way people that don't use it 
just will just it'll get tossed to the side like guided games. I mm-hmm. just don't want to see LG mm-hmm. system to be t- tossed to the side like guided games. I am very hopeful for the LG system and the commendation system, but I have my fears. Yep. But yeah. we'll see. We're still like six months that's, out. That's that's a very yeah, genuine I mean, take and uh, very optimistic of you. Early, yeah, it's really cool. I mean, I've thought about it a lot, and I and I don't talk about it a lot because a lot of mm-hmm. people either are for, sure. for it or against it. It's but I spent sweet. a lot of time thinking of it and all of the pros and cons and what will come from it, what might not come from it. Mm-hmm. I've had a lot of people say, oh, Daniel, your whole whatever is going to be all up in smoke because of it. And I'm like, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If anything, it's a, it's a help. It's a help mm-hmm. to the system either for the people – that either don't like streamers because there are some mm-hmm. or yeah. don't you know like whoever and i don't think my position in the community is going to be or anyone's really is going to be changed from having a low commendation rating because i don't engage with the system as much as someone else just like mm-hmm. my rate report is pointless to someone who engages with it way more or abuses it yep so I'm not threatened by it. If anything, it's a help to me. So yeah. As long as people think of that that way, because I've seen a lot of people worried or taking it too seriously. One is just a game. Two, mm-hmm. it's if anything, it's a help to those that either can't be helped by streamers or communities in general. Think of it as yeah. a help, not a detriment. Yeah. So. But I do fear I think- that. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I do fear. Oh, go ahead. I do fear that what LFG would do in game with the matchmaking is people complaining that they keep getting put up with terrible teams, just like how solo mm. is with PVP. Yeah. It's just like, Oh, I always get mm. terrible teams in GMs. I always get terrible teams with raids. I always, and most of the time it's just you, but that's neither mm. here nor there. <laughs> like they don't want to yeah. hear that. <laughs> yeah. They don't want to, yeah, yeah, yeah. they don't want to hear that, <laughs> but it's always, you know, they're always blaming somebody else. And I feel like that can be one of the downfalls to the matchmaking for end game content is because they're getting paired up with people at their skill level or maybe below their skill level. Cause I, I don't think they're going to put like skill based matchmaking and PVE activities with, Oh dear God! Even though they could, I, think, the the API. Be, I think it'd be region. They'll, they'll just make region. it yeah, like yeah, yeah. connection, mm-hmm. someone close to you. Absolutely, that's the safest bet. So that I, I see that yeah. as being a problem, the biggest problem, honestly. But other than that, I don't think the accommodation system. I don't even think nobody's gonna judge people based on their accommodation system. If it's high, yeah. they'll be like, "Oh my goodness, it's so high." But if it's low, I don't think anybody's yeah. gonna be like, "Oh, it's low." Like, nobody's gonna say that. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think people will abuse it unless they tie cosmetics to mm-hmm. it. Yeah, or seals. I doubt those. Some do. sort of maybe seals, some sort of, but not cosmetics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I've heard rumors that they'll that they are going to bring back the like flaming helmets. Oh, okay, thing, the glows. But tie oh, that to, oh. but tie it to mm. a certain rating of a glow for high master or high leadership or high mm. whatever the other ones having a different glow tied to that. For each season and having that reset each season. Mm. They're gonna the case, force me to play that. They're gonna force me to play that. Exactly. Exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Exactly what I'm saying. But again, it's still six, five, six yeah, months out. Absolutely. So that's mm-hmm. gonna change. I still don't I th- think I could ever ask anybody to leave me a good review. I just that doesn't feel good to <laughs> I don't, me. I don't I've know. done that you out know? of jokes. I don't know if I could do it for real. I've also had a thing where I I would tell someone after a completion of something, don't yeah. forget to 
give me to give me D- a good don't forget to rate Yelp. and review yeah. <laughs> that's just not a joke i don't think i ever do it for real but like hey make sure you like give me a five star on my yup review but like right. that's just a yeah. joke mm-hmm. that doesn't feel good but i mean do you it. guys everybody has like their community already to where you know mm-hmm. those people that know how how smooth it is to raid with you how you'll teach them things you know people always are gonna they know where it's mm-hmm. good if it's a good yeah. hang yeah I think that's the the big thing. Um, oh yeah, and and it's one of those things where I I don't feel that some of the things that I feel like would hurt it is is lack of use, much like we saw with Guardian Games. Yeah. Exactly what you're saying, Dan, or not Guardian Games, but uh, Guardian Games. Games. Um, because the the wait times on that were awful, it, like on both sides. Yeah. Did you ever it was, use it? I still use it. You use it? Mm-hmm. You still use, you it, use it? How how long are you do, waiting generally? I do I do every time a new raid comes out, I do two streams of just guided games. One as a uh guide and yes. one as a seeker. Just yes. to show people one the experience and two how bad it is. I don't want to say bad, <laughs> yeah. but in theory yeah. it's good. Yeah. It's it's bad. Now it's about a long as a, time ago, as a but... seeker if I take if I take four uh three other people, so it's a four person seeker looking for two people, the average wait time is two and a half hours. Oh god. What's funny <laughs> is god. if it's a five seeker for one person, it's about three minutes. Yeah. 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 That being said, regardless, there are people looking to use it only because that's the only in game system, and they mm. think that's the only way I can match make quote unquote for a raid or yeah. a nightfall. That's the only resource, but it's also very, yeah, it's the only one because I think a lot of people Not want LOG, yep, or a lot of people don't know about Discord, all this stuff. It, it would, you would be surprised how many people don't know about Discord mm-hmm. or don't know how to use it. Yeah. So every time I talk to someone about uh matchmaking they think that the guided games is the only way to matchmake into something and get something out of like playing that in-game content, but that's only because that is the only in-game implemented system, and unfortunately third-party systems would never be better than an in-game system, mm-hmm. which is why a lot of people are very hopeful, including myself, of LG. but I like to do the streams of, like, I did a seeker stream of uh, Vow of the Disciple that took mm-hmm. six and a half hours of just oh. sitting in orbit Damn. And the funniest one is I did one for Last Wish when it first came out, and that seeker, like me looking for a five person group, took five and a half hours. And when I got into a group, all of them spoke Mandarin, and I spoke English. Oh, oh wow! So imagine someone trying to get into Endgame, finally getting someone, and you don't even speak the language that they do. Did you get it done? Luckily, Wait, five hours. Wow. I got it done, but also I like to do a thing where I pretend that I'm a fresh player. I don't put on any seals. I I don't put on any in-game meta loadouts and just run like some very basic stuff, making it seem like it's my first time. (laughs) Yeah, all blues, a couple legendaries, you know, some very basic armor or what Mm -hmm. have you and go in. They just carried me the entire raid. Now, I was fine because I knew what I was doing, but I pretended they literally five-man the entire raid crazy man which is not the experience that you want people to have i went into a dsc when it first came out and did the exact same thing and the person that joined 
literally didn't speak my language. And I remember having to use Google Translate. Mm-hmm. And I kind of had it set up to where the Google Translate could go through my mic or whatever. Yeah. So I could speak to them. Yeah. Damn. They couldn't understand me still, but at least I could speak to them mm-hmm. in their language through Google yeah. uh, Translate. I've done that. And that's incredible. That's unfortunate <laughs> that, that, that you have to go through all that. You know, imagine someone trying to get into Destiny game and trying to, I'm going to try a, a, a Nightfall or a Raid. And they have to go through all of that to get a part of it. Yeah. And that's unfortunate. So, like, I I absolutely hate guided games mm-hmm. because of what it could have been and what it is now. But I I always do those type of things just to show the content. Like, man, this could could, but it's terrible. <laughs> so Did they they lifted the the clan requirement? Because that's when I tried to do it back like, years ago, or whatever. And you can only do it with a clan of like three people. So. As far as I know, that's still a requirement. You still have to be like, it has to it be clan maze. Yeah. But what I've also found, I, I remember doing a guided games, I want to say back when Scourge came out. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to test whether or not you could abuse it by having someone seek, as in you, someone in your clan seek, and you, rest of your clan, uh, guide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What I found is it will, at least at the time, because this is back in Scourge, like 2018, 19, it will not find someone on your friends list or in your clan. And I remember the moment I took the person off my friends list. This is also in Battle.net days. I took them off my friends list and they left the clan and they seat <laughs> and we instantly <laughs> mashed each other. <laughs> instantly. But I guess that's because it wants you to go, it wants you to invite them to your clan afterwards. So I guess that's why. Yeah. I've I've done that. Like all of my Sherpa's emblems. So, so for those that don't know, when Beyond Light came out, all of the Leviathan Sherpa's emblem were removed from the game because you yeah. didn't use them anymore, right? And then they brought them back later on so that people could get them from any raids, not just Leviathan or Leviathan Lairs. And um, we decided we would... Uh, get them but we went for like garden and those raids that well there's legit nobody that does guided games because like dan says first there's nobody and then second those are old raids and people were playing new content right so he cheesed it he went in with somebody that was not on our friends list we would seek and um search at the same time and we would match and we did I don't know how many requirements. I think it's 50 encounters total for like the biggest emblem. And mm. we did that. I think we did like four garden and three last wish or something like that. I don't wow. remember exactly something like that, but yeah, you can definitely do that. And so people that are seeking the emblem, that is the fastest way to do That's so. That's how you do it. Yep. Yep. That's how you do it. Because otherwise mm. either, like you said, I have a friend of mine who went and did a last wish. They were a group of friends together, five people then up matching with somebody that, that was Chinese. And they, mm. they did the raid. They tried to explain the raid to him. But like you said, they don't speak the same language. So, yeah, mm-hmm. you have to have two to three people from your clan, two other people from whomever clan. And then you have to match with somebody that's in neither clans. And, yeah, that's mm. a thing. I can confirm as recent as Beyond Light, at least. So, yeah. Wow. 
every single person I know that has those emblems have all done yep. the cheese. Don't the only the reason I on. have I, I don't have them because I haven't done the cheese, but like the one time I was working on it was back when they first came out. They came out way back with Last Wish. Um, and then, like they said, they removed them and then they changed the requirements and they just made it to everything and all that stuff. Um, but I know of multiple people that literally do the exact same thing. They have a, I know of a couple of people in my community who they have a, they have a weekly, uh, guided games night, but oh my they, they, they do the raids. They do like <laughs> all the raids, but they do it in the guided game system. They just, one yeah. person just decides to be the seeker that night and then they just join up and they do a bunch of raids. So everyone can <laughs> get the emblem and, and get like their stats for guided games buffed up and stuff. Because That's if you remember, if you go to your clan tag, uh, mm-hmm. there's okay. still a, 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 a guided games rep thing. Yeah. And they like to keep their guided games rep at 100%. <laughs> Crazy. <Good stuff>. <laughs> I got yeah. mine done because I used to like to keep our Oathkeeper score or whatever up mm-hmm. all yeah. the way. So that's why I had mine done because we did. Mm-hmm. It was during Lost Wish and we would go in there and there would always be people using it, though. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it was still they had to wait a long time because like we would ask them it. I mean, it really wasn't ever very long that we would mm-hmm. we'd find somebody right away. So, so I thought it was long. cool initially uh, back when they introduced it with Leviathan. Mm-hmm. I, I the first time I touched it was when uh, Leviathan first came out, and mm-hmm. I will I will never forget. Um, I'll never forget asking the person that we matched it with. He's he was a French speaker, which mm-hmm. again. That was a bad start anyway. Luckily, he could speak broken English. You know, yeah. He could speak it well enough to understand, but he was a French gamer. And I remember asking him, this is way back in 2017, I was like, okay, I'm curious, um, how long have you been waiting in, in, in orbit as a seeker? And he's like, I've been in, in this queue for about an hour and a half. I, I made lunch. <laughs> You know, I've been doing my uh, dishes, and I just walk by every five to ten minutes and see if it's <laughs> yeah. found the group or not. And and I was like, I press seek, or I press like start thirty seconds ago and found yeah. you. Mm-hmm. So it's tough being a, a, a seeker, mm-hmm. but the guide yeah. side is yeah. like super super easy. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the three times a- I've done it, we've gone in with a fire team of five, but we found someone within Dan, as you said before, three three roughly three minutes, five minutes maybe at the yep. most. But we found a random um, there. Um, going on to the sort of conversation, Dan, smack me on the wrist if this is going too far off topic. But, um, <laughs> uh, you, you know, um, you know, breaking breaking past the the boundaries of sort of language and communication to do do our guides and do our sherpas, um, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, the amount of times I've 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 gone in and sort of done you know resorted to sort of lfg after the first two weeks of uh training like running out of people in the community and close by that you had to do raids for so you go to the bungee lfg and all that and you post up a post and just do one after another and i remember dsc we got two guys from romania that spoke barely any english um Mm -hmm. so you know trying to teach dsc three three weeks in um that was that was a toughie um and then as of recently, it's um, taking. I've had quite a big uptake of people with uh, uh, who are hearing impaired, 
who, you know, mm-hmm. running through raids where you have to use callouts um, and running grandmasters where you explain the priority of we take these ads out, we move here, this is the position we're going to take up, don't kill this guy, go for that guy first. So trying to put that into chat and use the text chat, um, you know, uh, does anyone have any experiences with, with um, you know, yeah, absolutely. Also, uh, I'm glad they added yeah, it to yeah. like console. Like they added the text chat to console mm-hmm. so that they can at least so see us talking to them, like typing. They don't yeah. have to type back, but as long as they can read the chat on console now, it makes it a lot easier to deal with people who can't yep. hear very well on console. And even then, you can just copy paste something from Google Translate and toss it. That's true. I, I, I haven't had to do th- anything like that. I haven't had anybody like with foreign languages or anything like that. I don't think, but um, definitely hearing impaired. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, yeah, I haven't either. Our buddy Mike speaks Spanish, so anytime that, like, mm. fortunately enough, like, when we ran into some people, like, Spanish was easier for them, so it worked out, like, perfect. And Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I haven't, but... That would be tied to the, the region, of the... obviously, you're in on the hours yeah, you Yeah, I'm probably so, yeah. in a different area. Yeah. Um, I remember, so it's like... if, if you're up too late playing on Oceanic servers when I used to live in Australia... Um, you'd, you'd run into Japanese players all the time and, mm. you know, mm. I, I'm not fluent, but I speak enough to get by and I understand after giving it a moment of listening to what they're saying. So that sort of, again, came in handy. Uh, so yeah, sort of if you wanted to do nice. a late night raid, so yeah, no, it's, it's good. Sorry for that detail. Uh, no, you're, you're all good. This is great. Uh, so moving into kind of like more current events. Um, how is everybody finding season of plunder? Are you guys enjoying it? Are you guys finding that um, you're su- you're sufficiently vo- uh, arc three point oh'd? <laughs> are you like what are some things that um that you're enjoying about the season? What are maybe some things that um you wish they'd improve? King's Fall is great. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, oh let's gosh, start there. Let's know. start there. How how is everybody enjoying like uh the return of King's Fall? It's great to have, you know, the the weapons back from, you know, uh the nostalgia there. Um same with sort of Vogue last year, wasn't it? But um mm-hmm. you know, this year we have the added uh benefit of um getting getting the red weapons and, you know, that drives some incentive of people replaying it over and over, not only just to get the exotic but to get um, get the red weapons and then you know do their perfect uh, perfect enhanced uh, uh, weapon rolls. So there's that incentive mm-hmm. there for people to play it every single week. And if the weapon's good enough, they'll they'll keep going for that. So um, that's that's generally what I like. I like I, I sort of go for those sort of straight away. Um, and I'll be sat doing any activities with my red borders, whether to just get the neutral element or to complete the frame so I can uh, start leveling up the weapon myself. So, um, yeah, that's, I think, since the start of Witch Queen, uh, red weapons and just grinding has been sort of my go-to sort of just pastime. So um, to have that mm-hmm. for those old weapons is, is good to build on what C-Dub said. Yeah, just the raid itself for me is just one of the best raids ever made by Bungie, and I'm mm-hmm. really happy to have it back so I can play it. Because I don't, I don't, 
I don't play Destiny for anything else but the actual content that's in it anymore. Like, the meta is always going to be very set when it comes to PvE, as it seems. Like, it's very little diversity with meta and PvE. Um, at least the meta. You can always use a bunch of different things, but as the meta, it's always going to be linear. Like, not linears, but it's going to be just one thing. And I don't feel like grinding weapons a lot of the time, so I just play for what's content we have in the game. And King's Fall, being back, has just made me play this game more this season than I have in the last two years, I think, because of how much I love that raid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's what this season gave, gave me. Yeah. Were you were you big on the raid back in like D one? Did you you know you loved Oh yeah, it? but I was toxic. Yeah. You t- so <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot better now that I, I've done it so much more already now than the entirety of D one yeah. because I just got Same. so frustrated back in the day and I couldn't. I, w- I would spend six hours switching out fire team member after fire team member after fire yeah. team member. Yeah. Because of mm. how I was back then, I didn't teach anybody back then. If you didn't know what you're doing, you were wasting my time. Not realizing that I'm mm. wasting my own time getting new people in over and over and over. Yeah, again. yeah. <laughs> like that's the that's, hubris of youth. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and, and but, with that mentality, it's kind of like uh, if if you had to just you know made friends with peeps and then train them up, you basically you know is groom the right word groom sort of shape your friends yeah. and you yeah know, you you Train you team build shape your fire and, team. and 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 all that to you know to think alike so yeah you ultimately it, it would have taken a lot of time to begin with but in the long run yeah you, you would have ended up saving time so yeah and i would have I probably formed better relationships to have more fire teams play members to play with yeah Instead of having to go to LFG because, yeah. uh, but that wasn't me. I was young, obviously. I, what, how long ago you, that was? I like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm right there. So, with you. Twenty years ago? Was that twenty years <laughs> ago? Hopefully not. Not yet. Right, right. right. <laughs> it is almost what ten years of Destiny, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, eight years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Wild. There's uh, going back to your your comment on like the PVE meta and like. How how that doesn't really change. I think we're seeing a lot of I I, I re, I've really enjoyed the three point uh, abilities that they've injected back into the game. Sure. I, I feel like that has helped at least kind of liven up the puzzle that we have each time that yeah. we go into an activity. Yeah, if you're not a warlock, um, but yeah, sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Because they hate warlocks for some damn reason when it comes to three point subclasses. Look, you get you you get to stay alive all the time in Void three point <laughs> with with a with a warlock. Uh, but the um, yeah, I, it's it's to the point now where I feel like I am using. It doesn't really matter what weapon I'm using as long as I'm using like the same archetype to complete like a champion the champion puzzle of it all. Because that I've at least in in game activities, it feels like that is that is where you start running into roadblocks. It's not so much the mechanics itself; it's it's when you run into champs and the like. Anybody else feeling the same way? Well, me just doing raids, not many champions. Mm-hmm. So right, I mean, if you're doing master, you have like one champion per encounter, so just. It doesn't mm-hmm. change much. There's not really much barriers like when it comes to champions. Mm-hmm. But in GMs, I guess that is an issue. Like I know in GMs it definitely comes up more often. 
especially like this season when you have light blade mm -hmm. and like it is it is a very solid um strike but it can be punishing with the amount of like anti barriers that you have in there um I, and the the light bearers i think pose the largest threat but you really don't have you just kind of have to wait them out I, and and dwindle them down i think light bearers is something that needs to be added to the game in all areas i think light bearers should mm. be in raids light bearers should be just walking around in social spaces or not social spaces but like planets or whatever i think we need more of light light the light enemies Mm -hmm. outside of just light blade or whatever couple strikes at their end i think those pose real threats champions yeah. you i feel like champions are easy that might be mm. just I don't mind champions either yeah, champions i, I think are it. very I easy hate it. yeah like i would say champions are easier only because you are able to stop exactly their activity. exactly yeah. mm -hmm. i would say they're just as big of a threat however as long as you bring the right tools you you get five seconds of just free you mm -hmm. know whatever yeah. right. mm -hmm. whereas i agree that I I wonder if Light Horde or like the Light Blade guys, I wonder if they are the future of Destiny endgame. I hope enemies. so. Because I wonder if this I, I hope so as well. Mm -hmm. Um but I, I I know that they have heard the what is what was the best word? The exhaustion of champions. Mm -hmm. And sooner or later that champions have to either be evolved on or phased out. Yeah. And Unfortunately, if they keep releasing content with champions in them, sooner or later, people will get exhausted. And it's obvious all of us are exhausted with champions, especially with the artifact uh, not being consistent or just making metas or just champion requirements that sometimes just people don't want to play with. Mm -hmm. I, I am curious if they ever would go back to uh, making what they wanted to originally, which was a, uh, which was a champion slot, for example, mm -hmm. like anti-barrier kinetic or something like that. So all you need, if nothing else is just on that slot, you can take care of the champion and you can run whatever you want to in that slot mm -hmm. instead of cycling out sometimes a champion mod on a set of GMs that people don't like or master or whatever. But I really hope that they, like C-Dub said, I hope they move away from champions because champions are sometimes free, but also mm -hmm. it's very limiting in what makes Destiny unique, which is their weapon diversity. Mm -hmm. Especially because of everyone likes to use different weapons. And I've heard multiple times that if you enjoy using certain weapons, no matter whether or not they're meta or not, you should be able to engage for the most part, in all sorts of content and not have to be locked to using something because that's what the meta is or that's what the artifact is forcing you to use. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's why people hated that the prestige race layers. Well, that, mm -hmm. that, yeah, that's because mm -hmm. it was locking you out of what you wanted to use. Mm -hmm. It was also forcing you to engage in weapon archetypes that either you do not prefer or, let's be honest, some content should not have you running a sidearm in it. Just oh, you're right. Like you're right. I liked it. I liked it because it was like the random rolls, but I know, mm -hmm. I know exactly why that's not popular. Of course, I know why people yep. didn't like that. 
Now, I the like difference the in being forced and spicing it up is yeah. you have player choice. Yeah. If the player mm-hmm. chooses to do it, then it's fine. But if the game's forcing you to do it, then most of the player base is not going to like that, which is understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, because like you, sometimes I will just put on a bunch of stuff that I know isn't optimal. But hey, I just want to switch it up. I just want to yeah. just try mm-hmm. something new. Because otherwise, if I don't try something new... I will get bored with the game very quickly. Exactly. And that mm-hmm. keeps it very fresh for me. Like, oh, this was fun. I didn't know I would like this as much. The difference is I ain't making that choice and the game is not making that choice for me nor right. locking me out and forcing mm-hmm. me to like, okay, I don't really like this. Let me swap it. Oh, I can't because I have to make sure I have this for this champion and all that stuff. And it's very unfortunate. But I agree that, you know, champions kind of need to, you know, Away. not be the focus <laughs> well i don't think they need to go away but there definitely needs to be more enemies that require you to just to refocus the just refocus mm-hmm. on the on the yep. champions or not the champion but refocus on the, the yep. enemies have them be more threatening but not be tied to just mm-hmm. stun them real quickly and exactly. then just and pop them. a bunch of free damage so, yeah. mm-hmm. i think champions are fine in small spaces they're unique but i do hope that they create more enemies like the the light blade guys and i and i'm very hopeful for the the lightfall trimmers or the, like the, whatever the tormentors yeah so, yeah, yeah tormentors. And they, they've already yeah. said in sick. those in those uh sort of releases we've already seen that we'll see those guys in the open world and they yeah. they will you know to to quote you dan uh, leave give you tremors because they'll uh <laughs> they'll you know they, they said they will be unforgiving and when you when you do meet them, whether they'll be in the story, and I hope and so. So, yeah. you know, uh, we, I think definitely a, a varied. We had the light bearers for screen. We'll have the tormentors for for this. It's a literal invasion of um, Neo Muna. So you know, um, be I don't know, I'm sure we we may just get that out of that. Um, That's good. Yeah. Hopefully. So, um, talking back to Dan's sort of thing about GMs, I think. Yeah, we we bring up Lightblade. That's obviously the the real sort of scary mm-hmm. point for a lot of people. Um, GMs in general are just sort of unf- can be unforgiving. It doesn't matter if you take your uh-huh. your eyes off the screen for a second, you turn around to say hello to wife, or you read a message in chat, you you you, you wipe, and then you're back to orbit. Um, you know, mm-hmm. you can play the easiest one, Saber, uh, this season, or quote unquote easiest one, and mm-hmm. you know you you you're done. Um, it's 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 as we said before. It's all about your sort of positioning and your loadout and the gear you take and how well equipped you are, um, and prioritizing targets. And the hardest one can be the easiest one to the the sort of right team and the most sort of well equipped team. Um, it just so happens that as we were talking about, it, you know, Lightblade does have the most GMs because the amount it spawns. How many how many champs in the there's including. like so yeah. many. <laughs> so uh, I want to say there's ten. I think it's uh, it's eighteen, isn't it? In uh, yeah, in Glassway. So Glassway's got. More. Oh, I thought you were just talking about in the boss room. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. There's I think there's about six or eight in the boss room if eight. you don't include the light. Yeah. Bearers, there's so there's eight anti barrier. There's eight barrier champions and there's two light there's bearers that spawn in. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um. Yeah, it's just G- GMs, just unforgiving, uh, uh, unforgiving in general. Mm. Um, can you imagine having 
those same sort of things in a raid doing a master and you wipe and you kick back to all but you gotta start all over again and it, like yeah, it would yeah. never happen so like so um, the thing with GMs is I've the- been hated on that I would love to see that <laughs> but- <laughs> <laughs> it, you know just reinforces the idea don't bloody die so <laughs> well it's curious I was gonna ask the question to everyone as far as sure. As far as GMs go, and as far as the foundation of PvE, especially now with three back-to-back seasons of light 3.0 updates, which I I do feel that was a much better choice than giving us a new subclass Mm. first, because at least with Lightfall, it will have, I don't know, seven? Yeah. I don't know, six? Six fresh subclasses or five fresh subclasses instead of, you know, two, which is what Stasis and the new one. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think it's a lot better for them to have taken some time, move that back. To give everything and the same everything. I agree. with mm-hmm. the aspects and the fragments. And, yeah. And yeah. So everything is a lot fresher because you can yeah. have more choices. Yeah. However, I wonder, is anyone else felt a power creep that we've never felt before as far as everything feels I don't want to say easy but Mm -hmm. because of how much we've evolved as players from our mindset from our experience from our subclasses from our weapons from our skills that even when it comes to GMs at times there's literally nothing that feels threatening to us as a player I'm not saying when we're not just memeing around, joking around, and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Just when when push comes to shove, everything in the game needs a. If I want to use a Gizzard Light Blade as a as a as a mm-hmm. as a uh, measuring stick, is it safe or fair to say that everything needs to be pushed up to that level because of how strong we've gotten? Is I don't know if anyone else feels that as far mm. as because of Light 3.0 and because of just how strong we've gotten, just everything feels a lot easier and a lot just free. So, well, I don't know the word. Because a like lo- a lot of people look at Vault of Glass and King's Fall and how nostalgic they are. And even mm-hmm. though I love those raids, it is very obvious, especially with King's Fall, that I remember doing multiple King's Falls and them taking three, four hours. And you can knock out a King's Fall with new people in an hour and a half mm-hmm. just because of how strong we are and just how experience we are like Mm -hmm. even king's follower that used to be very difficult doesn't seem as difficult to the average player now yeah we got rally banners now we got revive tokens (laughs) like we got mantling yeah funny sword in thunder crashing had like hero moments back then so i wonder if Anyone mm-hmm. else feel what? Well, no, like if we it, do remember like King's Fall back in the day. At least normal, you could you could revive all you wanted to. Yeah, there was the, yeah, the, well, the, yeah, only hard mode only hard mode that, had yeah, it where, that, yeah. where if you die, you're right That's out. all, yeah. yeah. But everyone remembers having to do 
multiple cycles of you know say war priest or mm-hmm. or gogoroff or whatever granted you if you didn't have a uh, black spindle a lot of that was a lot more difficult uh but like you said you know you can mantle now but like i, <laughs> I just remember like I, I, the same thing happened with Walter glass last year for me mm-hmm. a lot of people that only played d2 were like y'all thought this was hard y'all yeah. thought this was like you know a really good raid. And yeah, man. The you try not being able to climb on stuff. Yeah. So like, <laughs> it's just interesting seeing the, the change of the community and the mm. evolving, just knowledge of the community. The average player can knock out King's fall in a lot faster time than the average player of D one. Granted mm. D one was a totally different monster. Totally different. I, I will give it that. But, it's just interesting seeing like a lot of people that only play D2 play these newer raids and be like, oh, this is easy. This is simple. You went there, you man. Know, I get you didn't this. know. Yeah. Yeah. So like, it's just interesting. And I'm just curious if anyone has seen a very similar thing that I have or even feels differently. Of course. So, and I course. just wonder if I'm um, just out there by myself with that. Um, I believe CWG was, was going to hop on the, uh, the power creep question yeah. back no. when it was first introduced. Well, I don't even want to talk about the how strong we are right now because Dan mm. said something that I've been saying for years, and that's how experienced the players are and how much better the players are now than we were before because I've been saying this mm. for like two years because back when Eater of Worlds, uh, when I too manned it, everybody thought I was like a god, right? And then like a mm. few months later, it became a meme to two-man that dude. <laughs> like seriously. Yeah. And now I'm seeing people... All over the community who kept saying, I'll never be able to solo flawless a dungeon or solo flawlessing mm. dungeons back to back to back to back. Or they're going into GMs and soloing GMs. The same people who were scared to jump in a raid with me when I was going to teach them. They were scared mm. to be taught a raid and now they're soloing dungeons and, and, and GMs. And it's just like, mm. we're getting so much better at this game and Bungie's not accommodating for how good their community has gotten at their game. And they're still treating yeah. us like we just picked this up yesterday. And that has nothing to do with how strong they have made us with 100 resilience or with the 4.0 builds. So I don't know what to do about that, but mm-hmm. it's definitely something that I feel like needs yeah. to be talked about. Because the players in this game have gotten so much better at this game because of how repetitive it's gotten and how mm. you know we get the same thing all the time with mechanics and, and, and activities. Yeah. Or, so. to, to play devil's advocate, and it's, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, you know, just looking at it from a different point of view, someone else's point of view. Uh, we're obviously the ones that are more on socials and, you know, speak about what things and people see what we're talking about. Um, mm-hmm. There's obviously people that don't bother with that, that don't sort of speak up and just play the game and get on and then can't get through these activities and these activities that we are saying that are so easy are still so very hard for them for a whole there's a bunch of variables in play um and we've spoken about those tonight whether you know it'd be on you know not being able to find the sort of right team or um you know being able to commit and 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 play for those amount of hours um i find myself a lot of the time not I don't I don't ever refer to it as like a carry, but you know, providing uh an extra sort of pull for the guide, um, with guiding and uh not not 
sort of more hand-holding, but, you know, definitely explaining things a lot more because they haven't committed and they don't have the sort of time to commit to the game. So is it... Yeah. Just because we don't, we don't see them speaking up, does it mean that there's less of them or is there more of them that are struggling with these game with all this and because we are on it all the time it's just easier for us it's, it's just it's just me looking oh, no, at it another, I would side, agree. another way no so. I, I would agree 100% that there are um more people who are not on the side of the of the line if you will in regards to their experience and their mm. quote unquote skill level i i, I would never disagree with that i 100% agree because it would be speaking from a privileged standpoint of thinking that everyone is as in tune with the game as we are. We've already mm-hmm. talked about how a lot of people, you know, think if it's not in the game, it's not available. You know, every day people are learning about Discord and LFG and all this stuff, and they think, you know, Guided Games was the only way they can matchmake or what have you until they like go out of their way to look up stuff like that. So I won't, I, I will agree there that there's a lot of people who are still struggling with this content. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that. It's more the sense of I do think the average player, mm-hmm. which I don't know what you can really mm-hmm. count as an average player, yeah. but someone that's for the most part engaged in, mm-hmm. in, in Destiny to a somewhat active mm-hmm. level, mm-hmm. not including just you know hopping on and doing their weeklies. I do feel that a lot of them aren't as afraid of engaging in stuff like seat upset mm-hmm. as they might have been four or yeah. five years oh, ago. I, I, the average mm-hmm. person. Yeah. Yeah. The average person. That's yeah. all. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember, like you said, with the two men either, I remember watching uh Slayer Rage mm-hmm. solo Crota way back in the day. And I remember everyone thinking that was the wildest yeah. thing ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the wildest thing ever. You know. And nowadays, every every day, someone's doing not even something super crazy, but just you know, solo master nightfall, solo. Yeah, uh, a common thing. You know, yeah. all this it's just more common now. Well, it's than triumph it was too. Later too, and then that's Bungie like started adding triumphs and stuff to that kind of stuff. Yeah, and we we see that like I mean that's an incentive. You get a cosmetic thing for that in most regards. Mm-hmm. Is like, and so you, I think that's in part outside of personal um outside of maybe personal challenge is an incentive to go and do those things and it, like that that's an argument for something that we can talk about later about like in-game activity mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. reward um but going back to like the power creep of it all mm-hmm. i do think that we are more powerful than we've ever absolutely. been absolutely yep yeah um i feel like the systems that we currently have where um where we're having to like climb light level each time in order to take on these enemies um for the most part when we meet or beat the level uh or even our like 15 under you can adequately take care of most things mm-hmm. in the game yeah um i feel like we have a really they have a really good thing built in with contest and the legendary um, story story campaign mm-hmm. that they re- did last year. I feel like that was kind of like the perfect 
this could be nostalgia. <laughs> this could be all sorts of things. But going through that Witch Queen campaign on Legendary uh, with me and like a buddy, that was the most challenged I'd felt in Destiny in a while. Yeah. And that includes GMs previous to that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, since then, yes, I think the 3.0 system has like empowered us and given us abilities that have made it so that we can tank a little bit more. But the resilience buff also helps there. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. And so, but I, I'm almost fully prepared for a big old smack with Lightfall. I like something like tells me with like a big challenge like oh either either challenge or systemic because the let me posit something what if the guardian rank system isn't only a social based system and it's more about um it is a system that allows you to unlock certain activities rather than a power system overall instead of being 1600 that's what it was that's what i would assume that it was or you had to do certain prerequisites in order to be a part of or be able to access yeah i say trials or raids or nightfalls Mm -hmm. so rather than being like 1600 you're level 11 and that unlocks everything it because right now with the powers that we have it's not it doesn't really lock us out of much the the seasonal we we climb the 10 the 20 every season every season 200 for an expansion yeah yeah and it's like we hit that but i don't know if that's a system that sticks around it's you know when, what going for i do think sooner later it's gonna be it's gonna be gone though. i agree yeah. mm-hmm. and you know you they they listen and they're aware of mm-hmm. of you know what people are saying you'd, you'd have to be really daft to, to think otherwise it may it may not look like it at, at sort of times mm-hmm. what what yeah. people are saying but you know they 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 know what we're saying um so you know maybe they're just putting pieces into play to be able to make the change because it's not it's not mm-hmm. just going to be an easy overnight Flip the switch. Yo, guys, this is what's happening next season. Everything's fucking changing. No, 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 no. It's mm-hmm. going to be... I was kind of thinking of it the opposite way. Yeah? That there's that they are mounting to that? No, no, no. I was... I, I have been wondering, which I think we all have, that the... With all the changes, with all the buffs, I was mm-hmm. thinking myself that they were going to give a massive buff to mm. compensate for the foundation of the game now mm-hmm. just make everything i don't want to say more difficult but because mm-hmm. all four subclasses can clear out a room by themselves mm-hmm. just make it to where everything doesn't die mm-hmm. as quickly to compensate mm-hmm. for i guess all the light updates and stasis and whatever the new subclass strand is um because i don't know if anyone feels that they can take their subclass to the full potential without just waiting around. Yeah. You know? Mm. What and if you can, once you have five other people or you two other people, that's you know. Mm-hmm. So maybe they that's that's what I've been mm-hmm. thinking. Maybe they do all this stuff and they be like, okay, let's rebalance for three or six stasis warlocks or something, you know, mm-hmm. that can clear out full rooms 
or or the heart of a most like Titans or something. But hey, I, I kind of I like your idea more. It is, probably seems more feasible for for the Guardian rank scene to be the new requisite. Mm. I it just seems I I said last week on last week's episode that it feels like there are a lot of systems that are kind of in flux or like there's there's some that work better than others currently. I I like that they're getting away of getting away from planetary materials as a currency and turning that into like a rep based thing like we've seen um on the throne world and on the castleum so far this season. Um I like that they're they're doing away with that cuz it simplifies everything across the board and allows players old and new to I don't know if interact more with the system or maybe understand the economies more so. But it wouldn't surprise me if we saw with Lightfall big systemic changes to possibly core playlists alongside all of these things. Yeah. What what do we have confirmed for next season? Next season's the PvP changes season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Next season is really nothing it's, besides. Yeah. We should get a, small a dungeon thing. too. Wait, we're gonna get a dungeon. We're getting a we're getting dungeon. Dungeon. Uh, whether that be some people are saying crater, but we'll, we'll, you know, we'll see. People are um, just. I think. I think it's yeah, a new it, dungeon. I think it's, it's a brand new dungeon. Yeah. Bring the vex. Yeah. So there's, there's all that, but it may be they they take advantage of, sort of not as much sort of going on to start implementing changes going into Lightfall and mm. using this time to get the game prepared for the future in the next few years of, of Destiny and mm. start start seeding their vision. So the the thing is they need to be oh I don't I don't know. I don't know the mindset of every player, right? But a lot of people mm. are just really on like this Lightfall needs to be a hit or I'm just done with destiny. Even I'm like halfway They've there. They've been saying that. No, but every year that comes out. Every year is make or break. Every yeah, game's a yeah, destiny yeah. killer. <laughs> <laughs> no, but whenever like, they decide to do D three, they're gonna say the same thing. This is this is the make or break one for me. So yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I, I disagree, but it's just how many know. times they're gonna say this is it before it just seems a lot louder recently. For me, I don't know. Cause I, Maybe, it, cause, yeah. yeah, you're in a We're position just, to receive and to, you know, uh, be heard. Um, now, they definitely, definitely does feel a lot louder. Yeah, and I know I am, I have high hope for, for Lightfall, but at the same time, it's if they're going to just keep repeating the same thing, what, what more can we do? Mm-hmm. Mm. Like they 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 need they need to change something in a big way. I don't know what it is. It could be anything, but it, something has to change in a big way. That's that's, that's the like, beauty thing, isn't it? Is you know we 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 can say this isn't working, but what's what's our solution? What's yeah? You know what would we change? And you see these breakdowns and sort of you know of on on YouTube and stuff of like this is what you know this is what you should do instead of this and and all that, and people actually go into like full depth, but. You know, we we it's easy for us to say this isn't working. This this sucks. You know, change it. What what are we going to change it to? What's the what's the alternative? So well, I feel like there's a few things, especially like mm-hmm. artifact power. Yeah. I think that's a very easy mm-hmm. solution and a very easy thing to just get rid mm-hmm. of forever because 
screw artifact power <laughs> and doing mm. bounties constantly to try to get that artifact power up to get to plus 15 every season to go into a GM mm-hmm. when you literally have a contest mode or legendary mode capabilities. So like, it doesn't make sense. Think of it almost from, you know, a, a, a smart business sort of way, I guess, and keeping that there, you know, people are going to get bored of it. They can't keep up with it forever. But it brings players back at the end of the season to to play and to grind and to get those bounties in and this is the way it sort of worked and the the game stays consistent and, and the, the player base stays up and there's people on playing and playing their game so they'll do that and then obviously you'll then start a brand new season people will then go in dump it all play the new content and then you know after a few weeks it kind of falls off and they'll go up you know switch games up or or whatever or you know just just sort of give it up but it's you know it is all, all these things in a way whether it's it's intentional or not are to and you know you'd be stupid enough not to do it but to keep people coming back it, th- that's why they they time gate different you know uh quests every week because mm. if you just let it all go straight away then that those people are gone for the rest of the season and yeah you know, it's. I, I agree with you, hundred percent. I, 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 I see what you're saying, but yeah, it's using you, their business model at the. But you look at it like, mm-hmm. if they if they didn't do that, then we'd be complaining that there's nothing to do, and there's we already complain. Well, I know, I, but we'd yeah. be complaining even more. There's there's definitely a problem. I agree, but like I've seen a lot of conversations around stuff like the artifact leveling. And a lot of other stuff in the game as far as drip feed content. Mm -hmm. And what I like to make people remember, which I know everyone doesn't remember, but a lot of what Bungie has done over the past, let's say since Shadowkeep, Mm -hmm. a lot of things that they have done and changed have been in response to what the community asked previously. Mm Mm-hmm. Back in the day, everyone remembers the the seven-month Taken King drought. Yeah. Where... Everything was dropped in us, and we were flooded with content for, uh, I think, about six weeks straight. And that's overwhelming. And then right, for nothing for happened till uh, April with the April yeah. update. Everyone remembers the Forsaken era of you had to play constantly to grind and get all these levels it was like from 385 to 600 Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i remember multiple people saying i can't keep up with this i don't want to log in and do all this stuff 24 7 to keep up i don't want to be forced to play all this stuff constantly to stay with the content and their response was the artifact they mm. wanted to keep things fresh. I, I'm tired of Midnight Coup, EP Shoddy, Sleeper, or Black Sp- or Whisper. I want fresh stuff. I want different stuff every couple of months. The response to that was the artifact and all that kind of stuff. They've said multiple times, though the community has, I want this to be different. I'm tired of this. And Bungie has always changed it. Granted, it's been in their dev cycle over time. But they've always responded to the community, and the community has always negatively responded in in response and wanted what they had back. But we can still yeah. have the artifact and to get the artifact mods, and you can still level up your artifact to unlock those mods. That's fine. 
the issue oh, I'd is our fat gone. Oh, well, yeah, but, but but if if that's their but response, if that's their response to that, then that's still fine. The artifact isn't yeah. the issue. Artifact power the leveling is the yeah. issue, and the fact that you can well, be, you gotta also remember they gotta make it mean something. Which I agree, they should, they should just get rid of it. Hundred percent, they should. I mean, I think it's they should just, get rid of it too. They should get rid of it and just have seasonal mods that you can get from like Ada or something. But like. Mm-hmm. But the over leveling is but that the was issue. in response to that was definitely in response to people who I remember like I'm sure everyone else remembers when the Shadow Key Ray was about to come out and a lot of big streamers at the, at the time complained that the requirements for bounties and requirements for the artifact leveling and all that made it unfair for people to not play the game and still be at the same starting line for for Garden Salvation. Mm. And a lot of people were upset in that response because they were like, this is going to help me not have to take off work all week. This is going to make me whatever and still be able to play this game. Otherwise, I would just drop it. It's Mm -hmm. unfortunate because I agree that they should get rid of it, but that's also because we play way more often. And sadly, like, like others have said, for their bottom line, from a business perspective, it makes more sense to keep that there. The problem is finding a way to make it to where it doesn't matter as much, but also it makes it matter enough. Mm-hmm. I think that's the issue, because I don't think they'll ever get rid of the artifact system. But I do think they're trying to figure out ways, maybe with the Guardian ranks, maybe with other things, to make it not the way. Just like how yeah. for a long time they were making it to where they they were trying to make and figure out ways to make it to where bounties was not the way. And I, I don't know if they'll ever do it. Maybe will Life Follow do it? It's just unfortunate because for those of us here that play more often and we don't need the artifact system and the artifact system is seen as a negative to us, there's a lot of people, I would say more, that look at it as a positive. Okay, if I can't play this week because I got 70 hours of work, Mm-hmm. I can just do some bounty farming when I can. And Go defend the moon for a while. And yeah, and and then still engage in content. It, it's tough. It's tough because I've heard this conversation and this argument a whole lot, and I'm on mm-hmm. the same side of C-Dub. But I do think there's way more people on the opposite side of us that have very valid reasons why they think it should stick around. If I don't, yeah. But the tough part is so, finding a way to not make it the way. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be the way. Because I, I I I can't I can't outfight I can't outplay the Moon Man you know well, I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well the There's thing is if you don't have the time to do the other content in the game how do you have time to like level up to plus fifteen on the artifact that's not like something to sneeze at that's a lot of grinding it's a lot of work and, and it's, like it's not like, as much as you think though because like for those of us that play a lot our leveling does not outweigh bounties they just right. don't. You can you can go do the Cosmic Drone for an hour and a half and do the equivalent of three hours, four hours of raids, and that's a problem. You're, you're right. There's just there's that's no true. way you know. Absolutely. So like that's the problem. They could change the way XP is gained, mm-hmm. where like completing activities, like activities, like mm-hmm. Grandmasters and raids, making that be way more worth it. As long as it's a full clear, because yeah, otherwise yeah, yeah. everyone's just going to kill Oryx 24-7. And mm-hmm. then just, yeah. So if they can figure out that, I think that's the simplest thing. But I do think the artifact, and I've gone back and forth with this for years, because there was at mm-hmm. one point I was like a hardcore, if you're out there doing the moon, you know, I don't want to see, you know, all this stuff. But <laughs> after a while, I'm like, 
I know you don't got 40 hours like I do to play this game yeah. every week. I get it. And your moon minin is not affecting my enjoyment of the game. But I do hate that, you know, master content and GMs mm. are having this whole, like, you got to do the, the, the moon. You feel the, you feel the need to do that. Yeah, you feel the need to do it yeah. or play a whole lot. Yeah, but I'm not going to ever push the game. I, I'm, I'm past the point of pushing the game to appease me. Mm-hmm. And instead, just accepting for what they can, accepting hopefully that they can change stuff, and understanding, I guess, for myself, these things are in place and helps people that have lives outside of Destiny, that have work, that have family, that have whatever. Because at the end of the day, it's better for them to play the game than not play the mm-hmm. game at all. But I'm 100% with you, see that. <laughs> Those moon men, I swear. I don't have a problem with the moon men. There just shouldn't be a requirement to have do. them. Like, I 100% do. I 100% you got do. Pro- I got a problem with the AFKers. Like, that's in well, there with the, I, those, those are the, the ones. AFKers, Isn't that the moon right? men? The moon men <laughs> are the AFKers. They sit there in that little area just tossing Ash and Wake yeah, 24 yeah, yeah, times. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm sitting here doing a dungeon and a raid, and they got yeah. 3x the amount of XP yeah. I got at that time. Yeah. So, you know? Something about the the change of the economy of the planetary mats and like how much they said heroic and regular public events would be rewarding outside of those things or like what what those numbers were that they gave. Something tells me that they're about to rebalance XP as well with oh, yeah. that change. Yeah, I like, don't think so. Look look further. Yeah. Look further towards the upcoming expansion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think, I think we're seeing uh, they were quiet for four weeks. It was like pretty light on on Twabs. Yeah. Like, and and I know Hippie said something during that was like that means that exciting things are happening and pe- people's heads are down. <laughs> they're just they're doing work. It's when we come out and say big things that like we we have things to say or like. Of course, they'll have things to say, but that's when they're kind of letting us peek in a little bit. So it, it wouldn't surprise me with with development cycles the way that they are. They've probably already been working on systems to like reinvigorate everything. Oh, yeah. And the, we're just going to see that in Lightfall. Um, I had somebody come in and chat yesterday that was like uh, they were they were talking about the um, Festival of the Lost and they were like, "Is this a prank on us, man?" And like, they were they came in kind of hot, <laughs> and and I was like, "I I don't think so. I think that this was just built, and they're using the same system as they did last year, and something broke, and that's where we are now." And then and then they came back with like the reply of like, "Yeah, man, I think they're just I think they're just all all heads on for Lightfall." And I was like, "I, I think that is." That oh, yeah. is probably Which makes decision. me very scared for next season because next season is going to be dry <laughs> as hell. Maybe. I, I think it's going to be 100% dry. I mean, you're probably going to get you're gonna get the Christmas thing. You're going to get the deal, mm-hmm. the, mm-hmm. the, the dungeon and the master. And I, I I don't think, I think that's going to be, uh, like you said, the, the, the chill season. Because you got to mm-hmm. also remember, generally, I don't know how it works anymore, but at least back in the day when the expansions came out in September, mm-hmm. they had a one month period in January where they just didn't talk to the community and they like, this is where a lot of people took their breaks. Oh, they did that know? again. They did that They did that before Witch Queen too. Yeah, so they still gotta do that. Yeah. 
And I don't know, I would assume they're going to do it in January again. So it's going to be a pretty dry, you know, mm-hmm. and, you, and then the holidays, everyone's going to be dealing with, you know, Thanksgiving, yeah. Christmas and all that stuff. I agree. It's going to be a dry season mm-hmm. and, you know, they're not going to say a lot. They got their head yeah. down, you know, all all eyes on Lightfall. The new season will launch so. on the, the 6th of December. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. September 6th. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, we so I'm going to show you guys seven this. Weeks? Yeah. Um, I'm going to show you guys this because this is something that I thought was pretty clever of me for planning for this show specifically. But I broke down the weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Dan, you know you're like on Uh, OBS and you can like bring slides up digitally. Oh, you know, I could do that or I could just write it down (laughs) so I can eat it later. Um, But yeah, I mean, like we've entered into like a part of the seasonal model and maybe that's the conversation that we have next. Um, We've entered into the part of the seasonal model where we kind of know when things come in. Um, mm-hmm. like I have written right here, week 10 seasonal event conversation, which is usually after like by, by week seven, the PVP stuff is generally, we've seen everything new out of like iron banner or trials of Osiris, any, any like crucible labs things. We generally see them by then, uh, week eight is generally when the final story mission hits and week nine, I'm like we're hit we're here <laughs> talking about you know the state of pve um for this season and so it feels kind of like a rote thing and i don't know if i necessarily feel comfort in that or if it's just like i i as an atypical player just see the pattern in this and and keep rolling with it but um what are like how is everybody feeling about um, the season so far, I like. I know story wise, it's it's pretty great. I, I I enjoyed the season this or the story so far this season uh, with Nezarek's resurrection and everything. But um, how are we liking how we progress loot systems? How are we enjoying um just the 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 other playlists that we had in like invited in with expedition and catch crash i could do without them yeah (laughs) Yeah, it's not my favorite it's just not my favorite thing to do i i would rather be raiding i feel like i have to do other stuff because i want Mm. the seals so Mm, (laughs) like uh i'm doing it but it's not my favorite i liked last Mm. season better i like the callus stuff was it because of like the story or was it because of like the reward on the back end and uh, how maybe you the story, the story for sure. The mm-hmm. weapons too. There were some of them that I really wanted. And so more likely to grind that if I'm after something, did you, did mm-hmm. you get them all but done? this one is just kind of, no, no, <laughs> no I didn't. <laughs> that, that's, that's tough because if you don't get to that and then you then get to the next season where there's now a focus on that seasonal event, the previous ones kind of pushed aside. And yeah. you now have like to focus on me. these new ones, which everyone's like going crazy. You're like, uh, 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 so my time's already like taken up from everything. Uh, do I go back and do this mm-hmm. old stuff and like try and catch up? But then I completely miss out on this new stuff. Or do I, you know, I, 
I I literally just got my last like two weapons from 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 that because I couldn't get them last season. Mm. Right? It was damn. I I love me some match made six man PVE activities. I do. Um not having the red borders to purchase in mm-hmm. in in the at the vendor and the helm this season was was a little bit tough and a little bit demotivating and then they added it what two weeks ago um mm-hmm. just just you know that was bugged i, I think that the, they said that that was oh, bugged right. there, there previous, wasn't even right? any there wasn't a description on anything in in right. or any upgrades to say that you got a deep sight was the first thing that you got there was you got a deep sight for completing your first catch crash of the the, the, the week but there was nothing mm-hmm. to say that it was it was actually there for that so and people have been asking sort of all season there wasn't any sort of confirmation of whether it was happened not that i saw at least not that anyone i know saw but um Mm. you know it's if you do miss the previous season then it's it's very unlikely that you're going to go back and do the previous season content so that's that's where i i'm i'm glad that they don't get rid of the seasonal content like they did the i think was the year following uh shadow keep um they because they would vault that seasonal content wouldn't they uh, after each season, and then I believe it was uh, DSC that they left it open for the year mm-hmm. up until the next expansion, and then they would vault it, and then you get you'd basically lose four seasons of activities, and then you just get one for that new that first expansion season, and then you'd have to kind of like build that back up again, and that's you know what happened to Witch Queen, but that's kind of offset by the brand new activities and everything you have because of that expansion, so. It's it's kind of. I wish it had kept the focus though. Yeah, you know, because mm-hmm. I like like y'all said I didn't finish on my red board. It's just because you know didn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I need like one off stringer, but like I remember beginning of this season trying to like oh let me just try to go get my red border and going back to the 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 the, the, the head or whatever mm-hmm. the crown yep. crown mm-hmm. yeah and. It was way more difficult now to progress it than last season, which mm-hmm. is if you're going to make it more difficult for someone coming back to the game, not me, but just coming back and catching up on these seasonal events or whatever, mm-hmm. shouldn't make it more difficult for them, you know, should at least give them the same experience or just shelve it, you know, mm-hmm. at least that's I, how I feel. What, what because- about making it? easier I, I said this the other day maybe or that or like easier halving the cost of all those, yeah. all those materials previous seasons it's still 27 mm-hmm. uh bloody uh opulent umbral energy for for yeah, weapons one. to to, to yeah. focus I didn't have any. right so and you've got to, to to do that from say zero opulent energy you've got to go run containment and i think you've got to run it three <sighs> times through the boss get the drops Man. and then you've then got enough to go and do that. And that's an hour sort of gone. It's not, it's not an easy thing, especially when there's no one playing that content. So you go right. into a patrol yep. zone, whether it be a match made activity or just, you know, RNG that there's going to be other players there. There's no one playing that, that content for you to go in and for it to be easier than it was last season. So people, people mm-hmm. are missing out. And I've, yeah. I have been making a conscious effort to go through and do 
a castle. Well, I've, I've said this several times now, um, but I go through and I do a castleum, a wellspring, um, a catch crash, and a dares of eternity. I used to do it every day there for a while, and now it's like it might be every other day. But <laughs> I'm going back through and and purposely focusing to go and do those activities so I can get those older. The, like the red borders from the crown um, each week. But it is, it is something that I am focusing on doing. It is not, it, it, it feels still having to get five of them <laughs> when the season has, has, has turned over is just kind of like, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, just, give, just give me a, like, give me something. I've, I'm, I'm putting in the work here. I'm doing the thing. It it does feel like it needs to be a little bit more rewarding on the juice side of that. Um, how are we feeling about the crafting system as a whole? Are we enjoying it? Is it something that, um, that you feel adds to the experience of Destiny Two in its current state? How would how would you change it if you don't if you're not enjoying it at this point? It gives you something else to focus on and do and mm. aim for. Like there's still a lot of people that, you know, I, I know that just turn around and just like, I, I don't care. I'm not, I'm not even going to entertain it and everything. And, you know, power mm. to them. Bloody, yeah, don't. I see you. I see you. Yeah. <laughs> I feel um, like crafting was added for the completionists in the game and not for exactly. people that actually want and, good you know, weapons. It freaking mm-hmm. cuff me because I'm guilty. You know, I am a completionist. I'm, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, I that hitting the mark and getting the completion just sends that spark in my brain that gives me joy for three seconds. And I'm like, what the hell am I doing with my life? <laughs> <laughs> but like it, it, it gives you something else to to aim for in the game. Whether it's done right or wrong, that's, you know, up to everyone's individual opinion. Um, I'm not too bothered by it. I respect other people that, you know, have have feelings about it. And, you know, everyone's, everyone's entitled to that. So, um, for me, it's, yeah, exactly that. Just something else to do. I feel like that's the majority's people's outlook on it. It's just... It's something to do. I know a lot of people who chase red borders. I'm. I feel like I'm a very big minority of people who just don't care about red borders at all. Because mm-hmm. what are, you want enhanced perks, but what are these enhanced perks doing? Nothing. These enhanced perks mm-hmm. do absolutely nothing for your gameplay except for one perk, the lasting impression enhanced that helps you Izzy swap, and like that's the only thing I ever crafted. And and a forbearance because that gun is ridiculously nuts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But other than that, you didn't craft a type in. No, my quest is broken Typing's as hell. Really my quest is broken. broken? I, can't, I can't even get the free type in. So you keep talking I'm... shit about him. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. But my 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 Enigma quest is broken, and it broke really? the type yeah. quest. So yeah, I I don't have a crafted type in. But it's fine because I use my cataclysmic anyway. So yeah. screw type in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is it crafted? No, because I got I got the god roll without crafting it. So I'm like, I don't gotta go for Come cataclysmic. At least go for the death one. At least go for the death one. It is a depth. Oh, there you go. It is okay. a depth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I got the adept four times with um, bait and switch. So I was like, I don't got to craft this thing now. I just yeah. go for four bands. Put that adept big ones on. <laughs> exactly right. Um, That's it. Yeah. You know, some, some packs are good. Some packs are bad. There's, uh, you know, firing line, enhanced firing line. It increases the radius 
that you uh, connect to other people. But you're standing in a well for the most part. How far away are you going to be from people? There's, it's pointless. There's plenty. No, I'm not always staying in a well. Not always. I, if you're playing with other people and you're focusing on damage, which yeah. is what Fireline is, but it's only yeah, two other you're going to be standing in a well. It, it only stacks up the two other people. So, like, yeah, you know. You're still going to be with those people in a well. Yeah. <laughs> I think the enhanced triple tap's more useful mm. just because of the extra, like, I think, second between shots to keep triple tap up. Mm. Yeah. Things that, like that. That could be useful, like yeah. The, the lasting the impression. Enhanced. Yeah, like lasting the enhanced, uh, what's that? Uh, four times the charm. Just things that increase uh, the window between mm-hmm. is probably worth it. Yeah. But it literally like, I would craft it for that. Yeah. But it comes down to milliseconds. But it can be. It's also very, very, very specific times mm-hmm. where it can be the difference between a kill or not a kill, mm-hmm. or having a reload and not having mm-hmm. a reload. So stuff like that, it can matter. But then again, that only really comes down to being super needed in like a day one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But or if you're helping people, yeah. sometimes the enhanced perks have well, the enhanced triple tap in four times has made the difference in you know turning a three phase into a two phase when I'm helping people that don't have the best perks. Mm-hmm. But that's probably not where Bungie was like, we're making this for, for that one yeah. scenario. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not making it for that. But I do there are times where I do think it's it's worth it for craftables. Um my only issue with crafting is the adept kind of mm-hmm. counteracting yep. that, yep. you know. If the uh, I've said it multiple times, if the adept weapons were either craftable or could get the enhanced perks, that would help. Mm-hmm. But I also understand why a, uh, craftables enhanced perks aren't as strong because we all remember when they first came out. What was it? Enhanced one two punch was like busted. Oh yeah. Enhanced mm-hmm. pulse oh, yeah. monitor was busted, and on the one side they should be busted. But I could understand as a developer this being like super unintentional. So it's a really interesting, I guess, balancing act that they're trying to figure out because, like you said, the enhanced perks are okay, but they're not needed. Mm-hmm. But there mm-hmm. are people like myself that wish going through the process of getting the red borders and crafting them and getting the enhanced perks and putting all these materials into them mm-hmm. benefited somewhat dramatically or 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 at least noticeably or at least noticeably mm-hmm. outside of you know look the few times i mentioned it's kind of worth it i don't Do need you... it to be busted but i wish it was mm-hmm. if i'm gonna toss a bunch of materials in i wish it was worth it i remember do you do you see participation in like master king's fall um do you see people like shying away from it in to instead focus on getting red border weapons or do you or in your communities do you still see the same kind of hung, hunger for those weapons for for in weapons? yeah they i don't really care about yeah. the weapons so much outside of completion yeah no. they just want to get the triumph and that's it and then yeah. people will buy yeah. the the herald versions yep, to, to try it. to mm-hmm. get red borders but there's no trying just the activity it. itself there's no point of doing master uh, King's Fall for anybody. There's no trying about yeah. it. Last night, I got two sniper rifle, harrowed sniper rifles in a row. Switched over to the hand cannon, two red uh, hand cannons in a row. So four 
one after Look another. Look at you. What the I'm, I'm never getting any good drops ever again in my life. I've used it up. <laughs> yeah. Right, I'm, I'm done now. Right. But mm-hmm. that, those were the last two each for both my sniper rifle and hand cannon. So, like, I'm... Mm. I get like one red border every 250 spoils, bro. Like I don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I I definitely think that, like we all said, me people just only people that are engaging with master is either for a seal completion mm-hmm. or for collections completions. Yep. Mm. It's, it's weird because I remember when Vault of Glass Master came out. It feels like there were more people engaging in Master Vault of Glass for the weapons. Mm. Mm-hmm. And the seal and all that stuff, yeah. But it seems since Val and yeah. King's Fall, everyone's just doing it just to completionists mm-hmm. or to get just an extra chance at a weapon that they want. But they don't mm-hmm. really care about if they could get it from normal or just craft it. Yeah, but like you don't see anyone really pushing for like time loss Fatebringer, time loss mm-hmm. Hessens. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 crafting is good, but it does need some sort of like retweaking or something mm-hmm. it seems that the crafting system and the adept teams didn't you know yeah cross their eyes and dot their tail whatever they didn't cross reference stuff together mm-hmm. it seems so, so i hope to, they do that to touch on your thing real quick with vogue the main difference with vogue's uh adept weapons is that they were tied to encounter so you can farm whichever one you wanted that too so with yeah. it being random there's less incentive to go in there and try to get something random than it is to focus what you actually mm-hmm. want that's true. Wasn't Vogue also like one of the only sources of like focused gear as well? Like outside uh, of at the time, it was only Vault of Glass Master and Pit of Heresy. And Pit yeah, of Heresy, okay. focus yeah. Yeah, yeah. armor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but even yeah. then, Vault of Glass was more targeted because you could go on, a, you could go in a week and just get strength. Mm-hmm. Versus yeah, yeah, yeah. Depending on what it Pit, was. At the time, it was like just double 20s. Heard. For the, you know, to, to refocus onto uh, the crafted weapons, not adding the adept mods to it, but adding, if you paid a bunch more glimmer or a bunch more materials to add secondary perks, would that would that make it mm. worth it for, for you a bit more to, you know? I've said it has to be enhanced. So, yeah, you can add, you can add two, two mm-hmm. enhanced perks, one under the other. In, in both slots. Yeah, so. I've, I've said in order to make it somewhat usable, at least for me, I would have to be able to do adept weapons, and I would have to... Unfortunately, it would probably have to be a new consumable or currency, but I should be able to engage in the master content as much as I want to, earn adept weapons or whatever, and be able to turn those into a consumable or something, some whatever system works for them, turn a bunch of materials or, or other weapons or whatever into an adept weapon that has the enhanced perks. That at least for me, this is just for me, that would keep me playing the content and searching for stuff, but also target what I want. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to, if I can't craft an adept weapon, cool. But let me craft a normal one, use it a whole lot, and then be able to turn that one weapon with a consumable into an adept weapon. Mm. Maybe. I yeah. don't know if it's worth yeah, it. It gets rid of master content adept, even more, though. Unless you got the materials from more, master content. But you'd have to it's either either yeah, either make it to where you have to do it in master to get the whatevers. Whatever, mm-hmm. whatever system works for them. But there should be 
no way that an adept weapon is worse than a craftable weapon. It mm-hmm. should either be better or on the same level. Mm-hmm. And if meter B, they, yeah, yeah, pretty much. So I don't know. I don't know if it'll work. I'll pr- they could probably add it, and I'd be like, "This is terrible." But mm-hmm. yeah. I would like to at least not have my adept weapons be worse than a yeah. craftable. You know, that's all. Um, before we get into audience questions, uh, I want to ask you guys uh, a question of my own. I asked the the PvP guys this as well. Um, and so Sarah, starting with you. If there's one thing, one change that you'd like to make to the sandbox to improve the game for the next few seasons, what would it be? Oh my god! <laughs> I'm glad I'm not in your hands. Let's go. <laughs> if somebody else is ready, go ahead. Yeah, no, this, is, this is all yours. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, a sandbox change to improve everyone's life. To to improve the game for the next few seasons. Okay. Um. Oh my gosh. I don't know. More more exotic more exotic weapons with intrinsic like the perks for the champions, I think. I think mm. I don't know. Something like that. Just more of a variety of those champions, I think. If they're gonna keep them, have something like that. Like what you were ta- talking about with the just the mod slot just covering like mm. any weapon in there yeah something like that would they would they add that to existing exotics or would that be new exotics with those anti-champion it would have to be the the old ones too right give those mm-hmm. a facelift yeah. there's a lot of exotics we yeah mm-hmm. but then they say they were changing just... like 20 of them or something like that did i read that the next season they said 20 the yeah. next season. getting updated mm-hmm. but that's there weapon and armor so i already on it right 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 <laughs> <laughs> Done. Done. What's next? So when you say improve the game, what do you mean by improve the game? Because what I wouldn't how, how, how do you the game how would might not how be. would you improve the game? I how would, would you improve the I game? I would nerf the crap out of well. That's what I would do. I don't know if that improves. I don't know if that improves. Warlock well. I'm a warlock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Warlock well. Well of radiance. Yeah, not elemental well. I think elemental wells are really good, and I like where they're at. But well of radiance. I'm a warlock main, and it's too strong. It's still too. It's gonna be too strong. It's too strong. I don't know if you nerf the fact that it gives you a 25 percent damage buff, or you nerf how much it heals you, but. Well needs to be nerfed. I don't know if that improves the game. It just makes the game more important mm. what I like and what right. I want from it. But I don't think that improves the game for the player base. I think Well of Radiance is really good for like everybody to, mm-hmm. you know. It's so it's I, the same as the Divinity Crit Bubble. It's, yeah, and I think it's it, the same as the should provide exactly z- same I, I should think I think that should provide zero percent debuff if you're gonna have a crit that damn big. Like it mm. shouldn't debuff at all. But that's another change that I would make that would make the game better, but it wouldn't make the game better for anybody else. It'd make the game better for what I want to play it as. So like right. I don't think I can think of something that I know would make the game better for the majority of players, especially when one of that those things are artifact power and majority of people here thinks that's good for the average player too. So like I don't I don't know. Mm. That's a tough one though, because like you said. Well, it needs to get shafted. <laughs> it, does. Uh, it really does. But it's just, it's like Dante is literally the same conversation as the Divinity mm-hmm. one because one, you're making content around it. Two, the majority of the community uh, 
benefits from it. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, I don't think the damage buff is a problem with well. It is the, the ability to its ability to heal and still have that player use weapons their normal weapons. Yeah. Now, the reason you don't see a lot of people using uh, Titan Wall, it's forty percent. Yeah, it's a much higher damage buff. It lasts just as long as well. Mm-hmm. You can tank everything as long as you're standing behind it, but. Mm-hmm. You have one person not damaging. You're right. That's why no yeah. one uses it. Yep. So I, I, I've i made the suggestion for a long time. They'll never do it. But they they make it to where well can be a uh, very similar super to Ursa Wall or whatever, where you the player has to hold the sword down, mm. and that's it. Mm-hmm. They have to hold it down, and you get rid of the... You don't have the the 25% buff. But you get the overshield, you get everything. But as long as he's holding the well down, that's it. It's the trade-off of do you place the well and lose that person's damage, Mm -hmm. and you get no damage buff, and you get a lot of healing, or does the person just run, say, a healing rift? Nobody would run well ever f- again, though. Like, you, you're yeah. just going to kill it completely at that point. If it don't give the damage buff either, you, just might, you might, as well run, you might as well run Ursus. There's Kyra no Ward. point of running well Gotta anymore. Gotta do it. Yep. But then you have the choice of high-risk, high-reward. Some places it's needed. Some places it's not. Well shouldn't be the, the in-game warlock choice everywhere. There yeah, are some right. places it can be used. Some places wouldn't. It would still be used in uh, War Priest, 100%. Mm. But it probably won't be used in, say, Oryx. You know, right. Or something like that. But I do think Well needs, at 100%, Well needs to get nerfed. But I do think Well doesn't get nerfed until other things get brought up or become more useful somehow, somewhere. That's just a problem, you know? Yeah, it just but helps I, too many 100% people. Agrees. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it's just like Div, where Div I don't think is a problem outside of creating a big bubble and being the most consistent debuff uh, in the game. Debuff, yeah. because even though people, I had people come in chat yesterday saying, "Oh man, why are you getting people divinity? It's going to be nerfed." I'm like, fifteen percent is nothing. That's nothing. Mm-hmm. With a hundred percent uptime, fifteen percent is nothing. No one's going to use hammer. Well, I guess hammer strike doesn't do it anymore. No one's going to use tether. Tether's only eleven seconds. Divinity is up 24-7. The majority of the average team is going to always take advantage of 15% damage buff and 100% uptime versus 30% for 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. That being said, at least with Divinity getting nerfed and if they ever do something to well, that'll give the play, the, the developers uh, the freedom to make different raids that doesn't have to require mm-hmm. the knowledge of, you know, okay, we got to make sure well can be accounted for in Div. Mm-hmm. But, you know, who knows? Who knows? That, that's why I'm very excited about Lightfall, because maybe by the time we get to Lightfall, Div is even, I don't want to say mm-hmm. worse, but different. Wells maybe gets a, a shaft and something else comes up. But, yeah. you know, by that point, we're going to be Spider-Manning around the room. So it doesn't really <laughs> exactly. matter. <laughs> you know, you so. You're going to be Spider-Man with a shotgun in PvP. Yep. Uh, Bono, what about you? Uh, I don't know how it could be implemented. The only thing that sort of comes to my mind is more environmental interactivity. Mm. I don't know. Like blowing up buildings? Blowing, like blowing up buildings, closing doors. 
I don't know how. I don't. But oh, doors and video games are a thing. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, you games. know, block, shoot, if an anti barrier is there, you should be able to shoot. You know, in PvP through a certain thickness of cover, um, mm. stuff like that. Another thing is, you know, if you, if your buddies. Say your buddy's ghost is out in the middle of nowhere and he's just died in a hard thing and he's got a 10-second countdown and you can get to him right then and there. Can you imagine going up to your buddy's ghost, grabbing his ghost, running back to cover, he can now be rezzed, and then you res him? Mm. That's cool. Environmental interactivity. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Or how about this? You grab his ghost. No, this is teabagging me on me earlier. (laughs) (laughs) That's what happens when you take the heavy in trials, mate. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know. It would would be a completely different sort of type of game, but Mm -hmm. I I feel like interacting with the the environment around you. I love. Okay, I I give you a thing. Running uh, inverted spire last year as a GM. Uh, running in and we realized we didn't have any solar shields to take out the phalanxes when you jump over to the drill. Mm. You know what I did? I kicked along a fuel tank down the ramps towards the solar shield of phalanx, pushed it towards him, shot it at the ground at him, blew up his shield, we then killed him that way. Match game's on, obviously. Solar damage. There's my solar damage. Mm-hmm. It's, it's as simple as sort of that. I'd love to see more stuff like that. I, I don't. I don't know how. Again, it's 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 us. You know, saying this is broken and we don't know yeah. how to fix it. It's but spaghetti. I, I don't. I don't get paid the money to come up with the ideas. So <laughs> that'd be foundational changes, like you said. Like that's the kind of thing that would make Destiny not feel the same. Mm-hmm. It could be really, yeah. really cool. I like that. I like that idea like a lot. You. Yeah. All right. Well. Uh, I've got a couple questions here for you guys from the audience uh, that responded to the Twitter thread that I threw up. Um, Rise of Bacon asks, as Sherpas, do you think the current discussions around the game's too easy are having a negative effect on aspirational content content and the way people approach them? Example, is it becoming less teach me to improve and more cool get me through this for the loot and I'm out? I like that. I don't see that. No. Well, I don't. That's mm. just me. Yeah, I, I, I see it. I see it. Uh, you know, once upon a time, and you know, it's it's not everyone, but yeah, it, it's it, it's definitely you do see it. I I, I, I see it a lot. Is you know, I'll, I'll run this with you. I'll only rock up for this, and then I'm once I get my loot, I'm gone. I'm sure you see it with sort of trials. Uh, people who run trials cards all weekend for people. Um, mm. You know, it's it's not as much as people. I, I I try to make it a big thing when I sort of run, you know, raids and 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 guides. It's not you know just to say you're going here, do you're doing that? Why are you doing that? Why are we doing this? This is, you know, provide understanding so they can then you know pass that knowledge on, or you know they'll they'll know better for next time instead of just coming back again asking to be sort of brought through it or being carried through trials or whatever like 
you know, yeah, that that's me. So you guys aren't seeing that in in your communities of people just wanting to of play pe- for rewards. Yeah, yeah. I just want to get the loot. Well, I mean, <laughs> I was it's like, the same thing, master. Because, like, like I don't, I, I, if the game, because like the first part of the question was like, is the game too it easy? It was like and two then, parts. Yeah. yeah, like is the game yeah, too yeah, easy? Yeah. And are people just playing for rewards? Yeah. Like, if the game's too easy, then they don't need to worry about that second part, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know. But there's a reason I have a rule in my in my chat where you can't, if you ask to do ads, then you're doing the hardest job that there mm-hmm. is. Because mm-hmm. you don't get to just come in here mm-hmm. and just get carried because you're nervous or whatever the reason. You don't get to yeah. just chill while everybody else gets mm-hmm. to do the work. You don't get to ask to chill at least. If you if I yeah. end up putting you on ads because that's the last spot that needs to be filled, then cool. You don't get to come in here and ask to do nothing. Like mm-hmm. that's yeah. not a thing. So there are people that are like that. Yeah. And they just don't mm-hmm. get to do it with me. But there are people definitely that just want the rewards and don't want to learn. Yeah, I like that. Good on mm-hmm. you. But uh, with the game being too easy, I do think the game is too easy. But a lot mm. of people just don't want to learn. And then for those people, the game isn't easy because they don't want to mm-hmm. learn. They want to get the loot. So I don't know if that was what the question was asking, but... What was that I think, question I think they were like, do you think that the current discussions around the game is too easy? I, I know that like there's the conversations around uh, resilience and divinity and now and the conversation that we had around well. Um, the conversation is like hurtful or discouraging well, that it is that it is discouraging people from aspirational content or in the way that they approach they should, them is the way i mean that should make them want to do it more if they're like well it's easy yeah if, if they're were, under the gun <laughs> yeah, if we were saying it's hard that might be discouraging but yeah that's what i didn't understand yeah. I mean, it's discouraging if you see somebody who just accomplished something and then you try to be like, well, that's easy. You know, yeah. that's always yeah. a terrible way to be. That's mm-hmm. true. I but, have had that mindset before. Yeah. But like one, one, something that's easy for one person is maybe not mm-hmm. that easy. Exactly. For like, I'll, like I'll never, if someone comes in and be like, yo, I just sold something and I'll never be like, Go do something hard, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah you never want to diminish anybody's you never accomplishment. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. we all started somewhere, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I don't think one thing I I feel like people f- forget is that those of us here have a lot of time and a lot of mm-hmm. experience in the game, so we can engage in content from a different perspective than others. You know, if we spend a lot of time, say, helping other people do content. Um, that in itself means that we are able to carry the load of multiple people on mm-hmm. our backs. Mm. Right. We have to learn to play the game a little differently. We have to learn to play the game a little bit differently than a lot others. of patience. A lot, a lot of, of patience. patience. We know the game in and out, so we can help other people. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean our perspective is incorrect. That just means for us, because we are able to handle multiple people's jobs at one time, we can feel that we're not being challenged as much as uh some random person that's just picking up the game and but it can be frustrating to just get into the game and hear someone like ourselves say that the game's kind of free or easy Mm -hmm. but like they already said that should make you want to get to our level and that's probably the the hopeful Mm -hmm. yeah side of things but 
it does seem a lot of people think that because we think it, the game is a bit too easy that we're being elitist mm-hmm. you know or something but that seems to be no, a lot of the conversation so. lately yes. yeah is i think it's the way you that put that forth too <laughs> you mm-hmm. know i i think i think rise also had some conversations that day if i if i remember correctly um specifically with Mactix and like how um he, he was talking about resilience that day and uh i believe rise was like i think i think there's there's kind of a weird I, if I remember correctly, and I could be screwing this up majorly, um, he was saying, look, most of your content is like, I want to teach people how to do this, but your tweets are that things need to be nerfed that benefit the people that you're teaching. And if there was like some sort of like weird dissonance in those yeah. two uh, thoughts being in parallel. That, yeah, no, I, re- I, I think I remember that. It, I, it was, if I remember that correctly, it can it seem was, disingenuous to your viewers. You know, mm-hmm. it can definitely can. So, like being consistent in your in your standing of like how you feel in the game is very important. Because I've seen people that I look up to, you know, at least on stream. Be very willing to help other people, but this is not, this is on the PvP side of things for the most part. But mm-hmm. like, be very open to like wanting to help people and all that stuff, and then be on Twitter being like, "This game's a snooze," you know, "This mm-hmm. is easy," this all that stuff, and it can be very jarring for people. So I, I mean, I don't I don't hundred percent agree, but I understand where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, some uh, people ask, are you doing it for the views or the money and all that stuff? You know, because it's good to like make all the guys and stuff. Mm-hmm. But then you. I don't see uh, why they that coincides with each other, though. Like if the people mm-hmm. need help from you and you're helping these people in the current state, they're still going to need help if it gets harder. Right. Mm-hmm. Like so like if that's the conversation that we're having where nobody's talking, nobody, I don't think I haven't seen or heard anything about the trying to make the game easier than what it is right now. Mm-hmm. I've seen zero people talk about this game needs to be a little bit easier for people. Just just people, with, you know, trying to do pushback for people who want to make it harder. But the people who mm-hmm. are getting helped now are going to need help regardless. So I don't understand how, how that, that's separate from what you're doing and what you're saying. I don't mm-hmm. I don't see how that's how that, that makes sense. In the same, it's, it's it's weird, yeah. It's weird because you have people. Everyone, I guess, connects things differently, but mm-hmm. a lot of people definitely feel that if you spend a lot of your content around helping other people, whether it be in video guides, whether it be on stream and all that stuff, unfortunately, they think you're doing it because the content for them is too difficult, which it's not. Mm-hmm. We all can say, of course it's not. That's not why we do it. Mm-hmm. We do it for all these other reasons. Mm-hmm. And at least to them, because I've seen it directed to me before when, because I, I'll, I, this is why I stopped being very vocal on Twitter years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, they like to do all this. Oh, you think because you have a decent rate report or you have all these people that you help all the time that you're better than me. You know? mm. And I don't know if that's the yeah. response that people have in their head. Um, you have 50 hours of play a week. You do all this stuff. Of course it's easy to do you. You're the 1% and all this stuff. It's 
It's silly. Yeah. It's hundred percent silly. Mm-hmm. But there are people that feel that way, and you can have a conversation around the health of the game without being elitist. Yeah, yeah. and I think that's what people fail to 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 to, to connect. Just because I'm passionate about the game and I want it to be better for the majority of the team of the, of the community doesn't mean that I think the game is too easy. It doesn't mean that I think these foundational staples need to be updated from 2014 or 2017. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like we've all said, the community as, as the average has gotten a lot smarter and a lot more intelligent and more experienced. doesn't mean that I, I think less of you as a player. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, am passionate about the game and want to see it move forward mm-hmm. and be mm-hmm. just always good. But I, I progress know. instead of stagnation. Yeah, yeah, that's all. I think we can all agree. Like, you know, we're always learning sort of new things, especially like off each other. Like, you log on mm-hmm. in yeah. the morning. Especially for me, you guys are all up sort of later and than I am, and I wake up in the morning and some stuff has gone down. Something new has been found. Uh, new videos come out, and oh, cool! Yeah, I'll give that a try today. Thank you, thank you for le- making it known. So, the fact mm-hmm. that people can think that something's being directed right at them to that you're talking down to me, like all, all that, it's like, mm-hmm. man, like I, I do the exact same as 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 B one <laughs> over here, bloody, yeah. <laughs> and he's just helped me out. He's just he's just saved me <laughs> fucking hours. So, <laughs> you know, it's. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's I guess it's all about the the the, the people you, you you just you happen to come across uh, by chance, and yeah, yeah. So um, keep it up, peeps. Yeah. So. Um, final question for the evening. Uh, Clean plays asks, how can the PvP space? Learn from PVE Sherpas to create a more inviting space for all skill levels. I th- honestly, I feel like in in each space, you have people who can learn from each other. <laughs> I don't know if that's a cop out answer, <laughs> but uh, but like from from the conversations that I have in this. Uh, uh, doing this show doing planet destiny previous there are minds in both fields that want to see the game progress and want to see people succeed in achieving their goals whatever those goals are um i think the disconnect there can be um Largely going back to socials, <laughs> See, seeing people's presences and making assumptions, people making assumptions about people making assumptions yep. <laughs> is basically what social media is. <laughs> and so like seeing that and being too heavily invested in that, I can I can see how like maybe some characters rise as whatever. Um, but. I honest I honestly think both sides can learn from each other since it's part of the same game. It's the same game overall. Thoughts? In what aspect? Learning from what? Cuz like PVP and PvE are very different when it comes to mm-hmm. helping people because in PVP you're pretty much just being better than the opposite team and the other person's mm-hmm. just coming along and you're 
you know, doing comms with them, giving them some call outs, mm-hmm. don't push, don't peek, yada, 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 where in PVE, you're telling people what the mechanics are and how mm-hmm. things are going to work and where it should be positioned. It's sort of the same, but you're learning yeah. more in PVE than you're learning in PVP. I guess it's I guess it's less about like what the differences are and what the similarities are in the two. Like what what it takes to be a good Sherpa throughout all of it, right? Like it obviously takes patience. Yes. It obviously takes knowledge of the game. We've just discussed that in the last question. I think <laughs> you know it, to to touch on to go further deep in diving into patience. Uh it's it's understanding. It's putting yourself in someone else's shoes um, and, you know, number one, how hard was it for them to reach out and ask for help? Number two, how hard was it for them to admit that they don't see themselves as confident or good at the game and all that, mm-hmm. um, you know. You, you can learn a lot in, in first sort of few seconds of an interaction and that's you know a, you know it's just basic human sort of science social science is that you your your mind is already made up about someone within the first 10 seconds so like you you know you got to get past that you got to see past that and you know it, not everyone is the same no one has been through the same sort of mm-hmm. experiences you, you're never going to find two people exactly the same so you what makes you think that you're going to find the same player over and over and over again or find your duo partner or your, your clan mates or, you know, the next greppo in the in the person that you're about to bring through. Uh, you, you know, mm-hmm. you, you, you put yourself in their shoes and you 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 work with and you overcome sort of obstacles to, to give them the best experience. So they come back mm-hmm. and they keep getting better. So... That's I think that's it is just understanding on the deepest level. So Yeah. If that makes any There's sense, the... call me up for being too corny, <laughs> but that's 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 what I wholeheartedly believe. Yeah. I think a lot of the really amazing PvP players I know are all very young. Mm-hmm. Not to say that there's not like really good like older PvP players, mm-hmm. but I mean in no excuse but they're still like young immature mm-hmm. you know maybe aren't the best at creating the environments like an older person with that you know understanding would mm-hmm. create so a lot of that comes with ex- you know yeah I just think it depends on the Sherpa whether it's PVE or PVP because when I first yeah. started Sherping myself I was not nice either like Mm -hmm. like i i started with whisper carries and i would get upset if somebody couldn't do the jumping puzzle and Mm. it's not their fault that they couldn't do the jumping puzzle it's my fault that i couldn't solo this activity if they couldn't and then i Mm. had to get better at the game so that way i can solo this whisper mission so no matter who i brought on they would still get their whisper of the worm and when i did when i started doing that i got less frustrated because i am now I'm in control now and I'm not worrying about who I'm trying to help, which I shouldn't be worried about them. I'm helping them. Like I thought you're, I thought you were going to say, because I am become God. No. And, uh, <laughs> his arms did go out to the side there. Didn't they? Yeah, they did go out. They did go out. No, but like, 
it's it's never it's never the person who you're taking through's fault ever. Not, yeah, not. And that's why it doesn't pay if you're PvP. If you're losing your game, it's not the person that you're bringing along's fault. They came and joined you so you can help them achieve what they can't yeah. achieve on their own. Otherwise, they they didn't mm-hmm. they don't need you. Just the same thing as PVE. You can't get mad at them if they're doing a mechanic wrong or anything like that because they don't know anything. They came to you for help. So you have to make sure that they can do it or you need to be better in order to cover their role when they can. Right. What do the kids say? Just adapt. Like it's it's, Just it's, it's literally it's yeah. literally that it's, taking the toxicity out of that is you adapt and it, it speaks volumes to a, a guide to Shepard's uh skills to, you know, change up the strat, change up the way they do things. Um, mm-hmm. you know, to to help get someone the best experience and to get the completion. So, you know, you you it's up to you to explain it in as many different ways as you need to. Yes, you can get frustrated. Just don't, you know, everyone gets frustrated and shit. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's, again, as we've said, it's not their fault. Every, everyone's different and you, you just adapt. And when I've taken through people, you know, let's bring it up again, um, but like people who are hearing impaired, um, they, they can't talk. So you, what do you do? You go to uh, text chat and you do that or you not verbally, but uh, text, you come up with emotes. This emote means this. Go to this mm. area. This emote means that. Go to that area. Most simple thing. You don't do that with people that you can verbally talk to, but for this situation, you're now you know coming up with alternate lines of communication to, to get the job done. Yeah, and you also have to, uh, again, on adapting, uh, know who you're teaching and how they receive certain types of criticism mm. and stuff like that because there's some people who you would just tell them to change their loadout to something that's a little bit better and they'll get offended that you're singling them out. Mm-hmm. Like they'll get offended. Right. Like as if you're calling, I'm like, bro, I'm not calling you out or anything like that. I'm just seeing what you're doing. Yada, yada, yada. We need to change a couple things. Where other people you can straight yell at and they'll be like, all right, I got it, bro. Let's go. Like, and <laughs> like they don't get offended that you straight up yelling at them type things. It's just two different levels of people that you have to deal exactly with it. when mm-hmm. you are teaching and you have to figure out who these people are. And those are people you have to adapt to as well, because some people will literally take just an innocent, hey, just put on 100 resilience as being singled out and get offended. And then you have to change the way you're teaching that person because you don't want to offend them. You want to get them through it and you don't want, you mm-hmm. know, issues later on. So that's another thing. You don't want a bad Yelp review. You don't want a bad uh, Yelp. My guardian score. Well. <laughs> Dan, do you have anything you want to add? I mean, I really just echo every everyone else's. I'm in agreement with pretty much everything. I mean, I've learned a lot from PvP uh, helpers, yeah. you know, but like, I don't find many differences in mm-hmm. regards to how a PvP Sherpa, if you will, or whatever, takes people through, and a PvE person. The only difference is there's more variables on the enemy, you know, mm-hmm. you can, you know, when an enemy is going to spawn, you know, when this is going to happen. The only difference is, is in PVP, you don't have the variable of what the other player is going to do. Yeah. The, that one thing, everything else is literally the same. You know what you need to do. You know, all of the prerequisites of in order to achieve this goal, this has to happen. Mm-hmm. The only difference is the variables of who you're playing against. Which it can teach you a lot on how to, you know, 
best adapt if a player doesn't really know what to do. If a player is competent but just has never had a group that is also competent and a person that's literally just looking for folks to game with, you know, mm-hmm. and how to adapt to that. I think the, the, the ability to adapt is the one thing I've learned the most from PvP players because they have to deal with it more in a short time than I would. Mm-hmm. Although, I guess, depending on how long a card is, it might be as long, but they go through more variations of a player's skill level than probably I guess a PvE person would. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably the main thing. you know. Being able to adapt is the biggest thing, no matter a player's skill level or experience level. And, like C-Dub said, at the end of the day, your experience is way more important. Your skill level is way more important. You know, uh, being able to carry a, a wider load to make their experience as smooth as possible happens in both PvP and PvE. You know, that's why certain people go to certain PvP uh, trials helpers because they mm-hmm. know no matter how bad they play, this person can 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 carry them where they need to go. That's why you'll see people, you know, in PvE, no matter how bad I am with my jumping or I don't have the best gear or something, I know with this person, I can at least get a completion. You know, they can carry me, if you will. I know we don't like to use the word carry mm-hmm. for helping, but they can handle my inexperience or my, you know, just not being able to to do whatever. You know, some people don't have the best spatial awareness. Mm-hmm. You know? Being able to tell a person, don't extend too far away from the team. Don't do this until I tell you to, because at least I know if I if this happens, this is gonna happen. And if this person moves too far away from the team too early, this is gonna happen. And being able to know the more you know an encounter and what's going to trigger what the more you can account for those variables of the person not knowing what to do or causing a wipe. That's why it's very important. At least I find it very important to be able to do every job Mm -hmm. and then every job on top of that at the same time. So if a person messes up or is about to mess up, you know how to stop that from happening. Mm-hmm. Or being like, okay, don't kill this guy right right quick. And they'll be like, why? Be like, oh, don't kill him because this is going to trigger this and all that. Mm-hmm. Kill him when I tell you to. You know, stuff, little stuff like that. Um, I don't think you can do that in PvP as well because you have the, the, the other player variable. But yeah. at least being able to adapt is what I find most PvP streamers or just PvP helpers has taught me. Because I've seen some people who is literally throwing <laughs> trials matches and the person having to adapt Mm-hmm. very very well to that person's experience and then be like i don't know what i'm doing i i pressed my fire button and <laughs> oh they were they were one health but then they turned the corner and they're it's full, all you lizard know, all the kinds of, yeah it's so, all lizard. i mean being able to handle stuff like that is what i've what i've learned oh i can take that to pv myself but that's that's yeah. probably the only thing well i believe uh Push, pushing into two and a half hours on this conversation. It's been great having you guys all here. And thank you all so much for giving your time um, and efforts and talents for for this conversation. Um, let's go around and tell the people at home where they can find you on the internet, starting with C-double-G. 
Uh, you can find me on the internet at C double G C D O U B L E G at pretty much everything. And if you need rate helps, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bana, uh, bonafide hero. Um, in whatever accent you you speak in, uh, it's B O N A F I D E H I R O. I had to really think then. Um, and literally every single platform, I'm I'm that, and I'm the big goofy red bearded guy. You'll you're, you'll see all over the place. So, um, and if you need raid help, C double G's up there. So, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we, we we do we do grandmasters all season and 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 raids and dungeons whenever they come out. So, um, yeah, and C double G's right yeah. there. So, yeah, cool. <laughs> Sarah, what about you? Where can people find you? Um, just Twitter. Twitter. I don't stream or anything like that. So just Twitter, I guess. Or if you're on Xbox and it's just the Vertigo Vixen, I think. Um, you know, Xbox, Twitter. But, but yeah, <laughs> always, I'm always down yeah. to help whoever. You need you anything, a, let me know. Yeah. Do you have a Unless Discord community or a, uh, a yeah. Xbox group or anything? Definitely not. We cut it loose. No? Yeah. No. Mm-mm. Fair, fair, fair. Oh. Gotcha. Well, Epic Dan, what about you, sir? Well, you can pretty much find me everywhere on the internet with just Epic Dan 22. I Anything PvE, I like to, to just play. I used to do PvP helps, but after Beyond Light, I said I'm not good enough to do this anymore, so <laughs> I stopped. But at least on the PvE side, you know. I, I I have weird hours, so if you catch me, <laughs> I got you, but I have weird hours. <laughs> Speak for yourself, Bonner. <laughs> so, Dude, that's how I know. Right. Like he's he's finishing up when I'm starting. <laughs> that's how I know. My name's Danfinity. You can find me on Twitter, the Instagram, and the TikTok at Danfinity, where the eyes are else. You can also catch me three days a week on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Danfinity, helping guardians through in-game activities. If you would like to support the show, remember to rate and review on your podcast platform of choice. That is an entirely free way to support. This show is also subscriber supported. So if you'd like to give a few bucks a month to keep the lights on, head on over to coffee.com forward slash Danfinity. That is ko-fi.com forward slash Danfinity. All support links are in the notes for the episode. Stay spooky, guardians. And I hope you find what you're grinding for. <laughs>